0: Right now, it's Bernie and Sid in the morning on the World Famous.
1: Top Radio 77,
0: WABC.
2: It's building. The suspense is building. Here we go. Well, not, not so fast. And one more time.
0: Yeah!
2: It is tough. So tough. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, Friday Eve, folks. Holy Thursday. Last night, though, was uh, Passover. Is it the beginning of Passover? Yeah,
3: last night was the first night, first First Seder. So, of course, uh, it's eight days, so today is still Passover. There'll be usually uh, most Jews. I'm not talking about the Orthodox Jews, Bernie, the real religious Jews. They usually celebrate the first two nights, two big Seders, which is what we're doing. So we had our first big Seder last night, second one coming up tonight. But, of course, yes, you start a succession of... Three of the next four days, big holidays for the that Christian folks:
2: Holy Thursday, a Good Friday, and then of course the big one, Easter. Easter Sunday. Today's the uh, the Last Supper, the Last Supper Day, and the, the uh, Jesus was betrayed. Tomorrow, the Crucifixion, and of course uh, Sunday, the Resurrection from the dead. He ascends into heaven, and that's uh, a very solemn days on our calendar. Now. Speaking of solemn days, we're in the middle of some solemn days, of course. The news is getting better, though. There's no question about that. Even though today is the day that the federal government predicted uh, that this would be New York's apex. Today is that day, April 9th. We're going to have, well, yesterday we had about uh, 800, almost 800, right? And today we're going to have a a similar amount. though That that projection has been uh, revised downward, like a lot of other predictions, by the way, The total number of deaths from coronavirus by this University of Washington model that they used to base it. First of all, back in the day, back in the day, about two months ago, they were predicting two to four million people would die in the United States. And then about a week and a half ago, it was one hundred thousand to two hundred forty thousand. Then it was 80,000. Now it's down to 60,000. Yeah, 60,000, which, by the way is less than that died from the flu in 2018. We'll get to that a little bit later.
3: But But, but when you say that, just so you know, people will say that doesn't mean this is any better. I mean, the fact is, when this thing is over, if we lose 60000 we we still spent about two and a half months inside. So if we didn't do that and shut down the economy, maybe half a million people would have died. You know, I I still think this is ridiculous, and we need to get back to work and reopen America. But folks are saying, yeah, you may only lose 60000 but that's because we stayed inside for two and a half months.
2: Well, yeah, well, it's true. Listen, there's no doubt about it that that mitigated uh, a lot of this. But still, the numbers were wildly off, wildly. Uh, thank God. Thank the Lord Jesus they were. And uh, and hopefully uh, they'll maybe even be worse. They'll still be more wildly off. They'll, the, the, these predictions will go lower, hopefully. But you still have to practice all of the protocols that they, they urged you to practice. But speaking of the good news, And there is other news as well. We're going to get to it. I mean, for the first time, and I don't know how long, the front page of the New York Post, they're actually leading with something other than the coronavirus, which is, uh, you know, the Bernie Sanders uh, suspending his campaign. But just listen to these guys first. Andrew Cuomo. uh, Let's see. I think we have Trump and Dr. Fauci. The
4: three of them playing back-to-back, Bruce. The first three clips. The number of patients hospitalized uh, is down. The three-day average trend is also down. Larger systems are reporting that some of them are actually releasing more people than are coming in. So they're net down. It's
3: very sobering to see the
4: increase in deaths. And we predicted over the weekend
3: that this would really be a bad week. And it is. It's going to be a bad week for deaths. But driving that and ahead of that is the fact that we're going to start to see the beginning of a turnaround. Ten drugs
5: are now in clinical trials, and my administration is taking unprecedented actions to make new therapies and treatments available without delay. The, uh, the doctors, the lab technicians, the companies, uh, they are coming up with things that are, I think, I hope, in the very near future are going to be very, very special, very important.
2: Well, testing is going to be key. Testing will be how everybody gets back to work. Massive testing. That's what we need. We need to test. find out who can go out, who can't go out, who has to stay home, whatever it is, testing will be key. Get those tests out to everybody where the results come back in 15 minutes and we'll be lucky people, lucky people. Now, I mentioned uh, there's a couple of things. Bernie Sanders, he suspended his kid. I don't know why he did that uh, just yesterday, the day after the Wisconsin primary. I mean, that had a big, big fight in Wisconsin over whether or not to hold the primary. I mean, if he had suspended his campaign, say, Monday, they, they wouldn't have had to wait in line all day. No, nobody would have went out. I mean, they wouldn't have had to. They, you know.
3: Yeah, didn't seem to make sense. I mean, if you ask me why did he suspend his campaign, my answer is, and I have no, no uh, confirmation on this, but it's a two-word answer. Barack Obama. I know for a fact Barack Obama spoke to Bernie Sanders the last couple of days. I know for a fact Barack Obama has been in constant contact with Joe Biden. They've spoken frequently the last couple of days. So I'm starting to think that Obama coming off the sidelines now is starting to architect all these things at the very top of the Democrat Party. That's my that's my uh, my theory.
2: Yeah, well, also the fact uh, that that he's been rendered irrelevant, this whole uh, coronavirus thing. I mean, now is not the time. Nobody's going to be supporting, a, you know, a revolution in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, so it's, it's the whole thing, he was rendered irrelevant. And so was Joe Biden to a large extent uh, so far. But uh, and also he didn't have the delegates. I mean, he, he knows no, that. And he didn't he didn't he didn't release his delegates. Uh, did, did, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders did not release his delegates, did not endorse Joe Biden. He's going to use the delegates. He's already dragged the party to the left. But he's going to use the delegates at the convention to push uh, wacky, uh, wackadoo socialist policies like abolish ICE, Medicare for all, all that stuff. He's going to try to. He's he's still he's still in the
3: game. Well, he is. He's still a player. He said yesterday, my campaign is suspended. But certainly what we're trying to accomplish is not. He made that very, very clear. I watched that. That little speech from his house, from his computer. So you're right. He's going to try to grab some more delegates and push forward his uh, his campaign, even though he's not running anymore against Joe Biden. Well, let's listen to uh, Bernie Sanders yesterday. A little little
2: piece of his announcement. Cut 27, Mr. Bruce. I will stay on
3: the ballot in all remaining states and continue to gather delegates. We must continue working to assemble as many delegates as possible at the Democratic Convention where we will be able to exert significant influence over the party platform and other functions.
2: There you go. Right yeah. there. That, the, that's uh, his whole thing. That's what I told you. He wanted leverage.
3: leverage. No, he, He's got it. And he started yesterday, too, from up there in Vermont with no audio. So I, I, I was watching Fox News when he came on, and he was talking for a good two minutes. That's a long time with no audio. And then the audio started to work. <laughs> <laughs> and those pajamas were so cute. Oh, was very wearing, cute. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I mean, look,
2: now the presumptive nominee, of course, is uh, Joe Biden. He's got a clear path. But uh, it really is kind of scary for not only the Democrats, but f- for the nation. If, if he does get elected, uh, d- 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 especially depending on who he picks as his vice presidential running mate. But anyway, this is Joe Biden yesterday on Good Morning America. Just yesterday. I mean, this continues. This does not end. Take a listen. 28.
4: We cannot let this. We've never allowed any crisis from the Civil War straight through to the pandemic of 17 all the way around 16. Yeah. We have never, never let our democracy second fiddle way that we can both have a democracy and elections and at the same time correct the public health.
2: it's bad right really bad it's really bad it's unbelievable it's it's it's,
3: disjointed he's using the wrong verbiage he's not even saying the words correctly none of it made sense
2: no none of it made sense then he was on cnn a little bit later and it didn't get much better this is cut 29 bruce cut 29 joe biden take a listen to this
4: The the coronavirus is not his fault he is the commander in chief he should be taking full responsibility
3: well, if it's not his fault, <laughs> look, here's the bottom line, at which Lowry said it perfectly on Monday. It doesn't matter what Joe Biden says on CNN. It doesn't matter what Joe Biden says on MSNBC. It doesn't even matter what Joe Biden believes. He is going to get millions and millions of votes from people who just hate Donald Trump. They don't like Joe Biden. They don't think he's impressive. Democrats will vote for Joe of Biden course. because they hate Donald Trump. And there will be enough of them, I believe, to make this a much closer race than you and I would like. Listen, if they're going to politicize a, a life-saving
2: drug that's actually going to save people's lives and try to, try to diminish that particular drug because a certain political figure that they hate is touting it, yeah, they'll vote for Joe Biden yeah. over that political figure. If they're, to, if they're going to say, okay, let people die and, and, and try to not have this drug uh, you know, put into use or whatever they're doing, whatever it is, whatever wacky, sick, psycho mentality they have,
3: Yeah, absolutely you're right. All right, Bernie, we've got four great guests today. This is really going to be a phenomenal show. We start at 740 with former New York Police Commissioner, our good friend Bernie Kerrick. He's going to talk about these guys walking around with masks, and now they're they're criminals, so it works out well for them. they got masks on. Yeah. So that works out well. The the surveillance cameras (laughs) uh, rendered obsolete. That's right. Bernie Kerrick coming up at 740. Dr. Mohammed Alam, we've mentioned him a ton on this show. He's coming up at 805. 840, of course, as is every Thursday, the great Bill O'Reilly, and then at 940, Former Speaker of the House, still stuck, quarantined in Rome, Italy. He's been there for like two months with a new book out on our friend Newt Gingrich. His
2: wife is the
3: ambassador to Italy, which is uh, the reason why he's there. But he's under quarantine for sure. He can't leave. Plus, uh, I got the audio yesterday from Tom Brady's visit with Howard Stern. That is great stuff. Great stuff. And, of course, it's uh, Holy Thursday and Passover. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. As always, we really want to hear from you folks. That's what it comes down to. What are you guys doing in Brooklyn, on Staten Island, in New Jersey today? Are you guys feeling better? You feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel? Some more good news yesterday? We want to hear from you folks. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Bernie and Sid on a Thursday. Only right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
0: The power of information. The freedom to talk about it. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
6: Ladies
3: 25 on your Thursday morning keep it right here this is sting with desert rose back on Bernie City Guest list today, starting with former New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick coming up at 7.40, then Dr. Muhammad Alam coming up at 8, Bill O'Reilly at 8.40, and former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich coming up at 9.40. I want to wish everybody out there a uh, happy Holy Thursday and, of course, a happy first day of Passover. This is a, a huge week for, for all of us, uh, religious week, of course, and uh, perfect time for it because uh, we need a prayer throughout this whole coronavirus mess and um, if you are out there praying, whether it's at home or watching the internet, it seems to be working because uh, the news is good. Now, now, one piece of news uh, from Andrew Cuomo is Broadway. They want to reopen as soon as possible, and it looks like now Broadway will reopen on June the seventh. I had this conversation about, last night.
2: Excuse me, didn't he? Didn't he knock that down?
3: Well, I think. He, well, no, has he knocked that down yet, or has he said June seventh? I think he said no. No, June seventh. Okay, so that's part of the conversation I had last night, which is. People need to get back to work. I tweeted again yesterday. I would say about 80% of the folks on Twitter agree with me. 20% get really pissed. I mean really pissed. City, you you know, doing drugs again? and you a moron? Millions of people will die. All this nonsense just based on ignorance and I- stupidity. I- idiots, idiots. That's all it that is.
2: I mean, it's a, it's a valid... you Disagree, fine. Right. What's, what's with the nastiness? There's thing? no it's, reason it's, to it's, get a, personal, right. It's,
3: well, it's, but, but actually, they, they don't argue. There's no uh, substance. There's no argument. It's it's, it's, it's it's a question that is well within bounds absolutely. of civilized
2: conversation right now.
3: Need to get back to work. Able-bodied Americans need to get back to work. I got too many friends and relatives that are tremendous at what they do, that are sitting at home all day along with their finger up their butt doing nothing. It's enough. It's enough. So, but part of the conversation I had yesterday was, you'll go back to work way before you start to see people congregating. In other words, you'll go back to work. They may play baseball. No one's going to sit in the stands. You'll go back to work maybe as early as early June, and it's September. There still will be no fans sitting in the seats at football games. You may go back to work and restaurants and bars may not be open yet, and if they are, they will only allow a certain amount of people in and make sure you're still practicing social distancing even in August. Point being, you may go back to work, but it's still not going to feel like everything is normal because I do believe we're still going to take precautions as a city, as a state, as a society, to make sure this thing doesn't rage again, come September. Oh, we've been traumatized. We're gonna we're gonna
2: definitely approach this very very cautiously. There'll be changes for sure. I mean, eventually we will get back to uh, I believe hundred percent normal. But in the meantime, if we you don't learn anything from uh, an experience like this, you're a moron. You have to learn, and we have to change our behavior, oh, uh, sli- at least slightly. You know, with uh, precautions and whatever. Just just. You know, no more shaking hands, no more. Uh, Never, you're not going to shake hands really again? No. No, I'm not going to. No shake reason me. for it, right? There's no reason for it. It's stupid anyway to begin with. It's just generally speaking, it's very unhygienic. Right. You got guys with their finger up their noses. What about, what about
3: a hug? What uh, about a hug? That's going to be pretty much It, it depends on
2: what you look like. You know what I'm saying?
3: Uh huh. <laughs> 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 there'll be changes. There'll be
2: changes. And then we'll get back to normal, This will yeah, eventually. In a year or so or whatever, when, it, when it's not in the conversation and we're distracted by whatever drama of the day, uh, whatever hate Trump, uh, you know, <laughs> the drama of that day
3: is. Right. We'll forget about everything. OK, one uh, quick call before we uh, go to a break. And again, we got four great guests today. And I love the Tom Brady stuff with Howard Stern yesterday. Uh, Amy just dropped off. I was going to Amy. You should have held on there. Now we'll go to Larry in Brooklyn. Line three. Good morning, Larry.
7: Good morning, guys. You know, everybody talks about Cuomo being doing a great job. Let me tell you, he took too long to shut the city down. The difference between California and New York State, California shut the state down two weeks earlier. And the second thing is everybody blames de Blasio about the subways. De Blasio wanted to shut the subways down. Cuomo is the one to get the subways open. That's a, that's the worst place for coronavirus to breathe. So I think Cuomo gets two thumbs down to fate. He did a shitty job, a terrible job.
2: Uh, the governor New York yeah he was he was uh, late to the uh, party once he's once he arrived at the party he acquitted himself very well but there's a lot uh, we, we can look back in the future at who did what uh, you're doing it already yeah there's a few things about the ventilators and about when he when he you know there was it, there, actually audio of him video of him on March 2nd saying New York State is in great shape we're prepared don't worry it's not going to hurt us take it easy that's March 2nd so he was a little bit late. But either way, he acquitted himself during the actual, uh, you know, the critical
3: time. He was calm. He had one day when he lost it a little bit about the ventilator. Uh, look, the fact is the guy guy's being talked about, a vice presidential candidate, a guy running for president. So whether you like him or not, it's up to you. That's fine. But <clears throat> the country has taken notice, and he has uh, actually done very well for himself. During this uh, particular crisis, he but just not in New
2: York, I guess is the guy's point because he waited too long. If he had implemented uh, uh, again, some of these things earlier, right, right, perhaps, okay. perhaps. But, I, but, again,
3: yes. I, I hate playing Monday morning quarterback. Well, let me which just, say this. For sports let me just years. say this for Let me just say this: Vice
2: President Pence. I noticed I watched his press conference last yeah. night, and yeah. we talked about that before. This is the guy who should be getting a lot of kudos, I agree. and credit, nice. and accolades. Yeah. Well, this guy—he do talk about calm, cool, collected, and, and knowledgeable. This is a guy that.
3: Is that No question. He also has afforded himself very nicely throughout this crisis. Okay, uh, last night was uh, was the Seder, I can tell you, at the Rosenberg household. We had a very nice Seder. Danielle did a tremendous job. Nice dinner. Avon, Gabriel, myself, we read from the Haggadah. We did the four questions last night. That's right, Jill, four questions, not three. And it was very, very nice. I FaceTimed my dad, who's in a rehab in Florida. I FaceTimed my mom, who's at my sister's house in New City in Rockland County. And it wasn't ideal. It wasn't the 20 people we're used to having, but it was very, very nice. And I want to hear from you guys. Bernie, too, how was your Passover Seder last night? And what do you plan on doing Sunday for Easter Sunday? Ain't going to be 20 kids looking for Easter eggs. Not this year. 1-800-848-WABC. one 800 What does your holiday season look like? Tell us on Bernie and Sid. Amy, you should have held on there. Now we'll go to Larry in Brooklyn, line three. Good morning, Larry.
7: Good morning, guys. You know, everybody talks about Cuomo being doing a great job. Let me tell you, he took too long to shut the city down. The difference between California and New York State, California shut the state down two weeks earlier. And the second thing is, everybody blames De Blasio about the subways. De Blasio wanted to shut the subways down. Cuomo is the one to get the subways open. That's it. That's the worst place for coronavirus to breathe. So I think Cuomo gets two thumbs down for fate. He did a shitty job, a terrible job.
2: That is the governor's New York yeah he was he was uh, late to the uh, party once he's once he arrived at the party he acquitted himself very well but there's a lot uh, we, we can look back in the future at who did what uh, you're doing it already yeah there's a few things about the ventilators and about when he when he, you know there was it, there, actually audio of him video of him on March 2nd saying New York State is in great shape we're prepared don't worry it's not going to hurt us take it easy that's March 2nd so he was a little bit late. But either way, he acquitted himself during the actual, uh, you know, the critical time. He was calm.
3: He had one day when he lost it a little bit about the Uh, ventilator. uh, Look, the fact is, a guy is being talked about, a vice presidential candidate, a guy running for president. So whether you like him or not, it's up to you. That's fine. But the country has taken notice, and he has uh, actually done very well for himself. During this uh, particular crisis, he but just not has. for New
2: York, I guess is the guy's point, because he waited too long. If he had implemented uh, uh, yeah. some of these things earlier, uh, right. perhaps, okay. perhaps. But, I, again, yes.
3: I, I hate playing Monday morning quarterback, well, let me which just say I did this. for sports. Let, let me years. just say but, this. Yeah. Vice
2: President Pence, I noticed, I watched his press conference last yeah. night, yeah. and yeah. we talked about that before. This is the guy who should be getting a lot of kudos and credit nice. and accolades. Yeah. Well, this I guy, agree. He, you talk about calm, cool, collected, and, and knowledgeable. This is a guy that... Is that
3: No question. He also has afforded himself very nicely throughout this crisis. Okay, uh, last night was uh, was the Seder. I can tell you at the Rosenberg household, we had a very nice Seder. Danielle did a tremendous job. Nice dinner. Avon, Gabriel, myself, we read from the Haggadah. We did the four questions last night. That's right, Jill, four questions, not three. And it was very, very nice. I FaceTimed my dad, who's in a rehab in Florida. I FaceTimed my mom, who's at my sister's house in New City in Rockland County. And it wasn't ideal. It wasn't the 20 people we're used to having, but it was very, very nice. And I want to hear from you guys. Bernie, too, how was your Passover Seder last night? And what do you plan on doing Sunday for Easter Sunday? Ain't going to be 20 kids looking for Easter eggs. Not this year. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. What does your holiday season look like? Tell us on Bernie and Sid.
0: New York proud. New York loud. (laughs) Bernie and Sid in the morning, 77
2: WABC. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. You know, Sid, when we look back on this whole uh, coronavirus nightmare, this horrific nightmare, this national nightmare that we're still experiencing, I think uh, the the worst, the ugliest part of it is going to be this politicization of the drug, the, the life-saving drug, potentially life-saving, and, uh, you know, you know, many stories out there that it has saved lives. Many, 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 many. Some studies, some big studies. We we spoke to Dr. Oz, but it's going to be the politicization of this drug, hydroxychloroquine.
3: You think that's going to be I uglier than we, the people losing their businesses and losing their their uh, yeah, because their that, that, that and... is a
2: manifestation of something that, that that maybe we had to do. You know, it's going to be the the models projections were wrong. There may be reasons for that. Okay. They'll say that the mitigation uh, lessened the you know the actual. Cases of uh, deaths and, 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 and confirmed infections. I mean, there's, you, you can explain that away. You can't explain away the opposition to this drug except through pure, pure hatred. And when you are wishing for people to die because you don't like the guy that's touting the drug, that to me is the ugliest thing. That and also Hillary Clinton's tweet when we became the leader in confirmed infection cases. She says, well, President Trump said America first. But anyway, this, uh, this whole episode with the drug is just amazing, and it continues. Yesterday, Kamala Harris, she's on The View with uh, Sonny Hostin. And Sonny Hostin has said that President Trump has stands to make some money out of this stuff. He's going to make a profit off this hydrox, whatever. Anyway, this is Kamala Harris with Sonny Hostin on The View yesterday talking about the uh, aforementioned drug.
8: President Trump is aggressively advocating uh, hydro- hydroxychloroquine, yet Dr. Fauci has repeatedly warned that there is no real conclusive evidence to support using the drug for coronavirus. Why do you think he
6: is pushing that drug so hard? I mean, I have no idea, but what I do know is this. It is a drug that has been proven to give relief from pain, and right now I, I'm hearing all over the place that people are hoarding this drug. In a way that those who need it may not be able to get it all because the president keeps taking the stage and it, as opposed to what listen, dr fauci and medical health professionals are telling us pushing this drug he's got to stop he's not he's not we don't want a drug pusher for president
2: drug pusher can you believe <laughs> I mean, this come on this is a woman by come the way on. i listen to jay-z and i smoke weed uh, speaking of drug pushers but uh, either way can you believe this now look they they Nobody else had... I played the clip of the lady. She was on Fox News. She's a African-American... Democratic politician from Michigan. She says the only reason she's alive is because she was watching the president's briefing, and she heard about hydroxychloroquine. Yes. And you think uh, Sonny Hostin would have her on or somebody or, or CNN no, or, I mean,
3: I mean, look, or fake news NBC? Anybody? No. Even in an hour from now, we're going to bring on Dr. Muhammad Alam, and he has used this on his patients with an 81% success rate. And, Absolutely. and these are all anecdotal stories, of course, but there are tons of them now and studies out of France and China and here in the United States right. and the, Oklahoma. The France study... Again, as Dr. Oz said, not anecdotal because it's 1,000 people. Right. That's a, that's a pretty decent sample size. So there's enough out there to say this thing combined with whatever your doctor wants to use. I mean, one guy uses one antibiotic. One guy uses another. One guy uses, uh, you know, Theraflu. One guy uses uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. The fact is there's enough good stories out there to say Absolutely. give it a shot. Uh, right, right. The, the hatred is just dripping.
2: Now, Dr. Oz, again, yesterday, he talked. He addressed the politicization of this uh, drug. Listen to him. It's dangerous. We doctors, we search for answers and we treat patients independent of any political leader's belief. And I get that pundits are motivated by different issues. I understand that. But when they attack with bias medicine, it chills the debate that doctors are supposed to have with each other. And that's vital. It complicates the conversations that doctors like me have with our patients. And you know what? It doesn't serve the public. They're confused. They desperately need help. It doesn't allow them the space to make decisions. And I I, I really do think that we're perverting the process when media interferes with that process i think humbleness is the word here that part's clear we know it's safe but we should be answering big questions not piling on because you don't like the person who made a comment about it absolutely right now i got one more doc a doctor a doctor that's dr oz uh hostin that's dr oz fake news one more a doctor i played this late in the show yesterday dr mark siegel he talked about that drug and how it helped somebody he knew it's very
0: dramatic listen I want to tell you about a 96 year old man in Florida who said one night, I don't think I'm going to make it. I feel very weak. The end is coming. I'm coughing. I'm short of breath. I can't get up from the couch. The next day he was on hydroxychloroquine and antibiotics per his cardiologist. He got up the next day. He was fine. This man is my father.
3: Wow, great story. Mark Siegel doing a terrific job, by the way, on almost daily on Fox News. Again, we've got a run of four great guests, which starts next hour with former New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick. And before it's said and done, Dr. Muhammad Alam, Bill O'Reilly, and Newt Gingrich all stopping by. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Happy Holy Thursday. Happy Passover. One hour in the books. Hour number two of Bernie and Sid, right
0: after Deb. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Mm-hmm. Talk Radio seventy seven
8: WABC. Step one, you say we need to talk. He walks, you say sit down, it's just a talk. He smiles politely back at you. You stare politely right on through.
6: So sort out of window to
3: Frey, how to save a life at 708 on your Thursday morning, how to save a life. And uh, as always, of course, we do this and many others do it as well. I want to send a special thanks out to the first responders, the nurses, the doctors, the cops, the firemen, everybody out there that puts their lives on the line on a daily basis to save as many lives as possible. So uh, this song kind of makes sense. You know, my daughter Ava, who turned 16 two days ago, I used to drive her to school down in Boca Raton, Florida. She went to a place called Addison Academy. Maybe she was three years old. And at the time, I was hooked on the fray. Never Say Never, that song, a bunch of others. And she knew every single word. And she would sing it in the back seat of the car when she was three years old. So that song brings back some uh, some nice memories. Don't cry, Allison. No, I'm not going to cry. Out. I'm not. Uh, we had a couple of uh, really nice nights getting off the coronavirus for just nice, a couple of nice. moments. I mean, we, we have a great balance on this show. We bring everything the national perspective on the virus, the local perspective, but I got to get off it every now and then. So we had the birthday for Ava two nights ago, Pesach, the uh, Seder last night. But let's talk to a Mike in New York online five quickly before I get to the Tom Brady and Howard Stern and stuff. Good morning, Mike. How are you, pal? Yo, dude, it's man, Mike. Sick. What's up, Bernie? And Sid? Oh, hey, man, Mike. How are you? Yeah, What's up, Jill's, buddy? Not, Jill's not there answering the phones. First of all, I want to
1: wish uh, Ava a belated uh, Sweet 16, Sid. Thank you. You know, congratulations. You. I got one coming up in November. Still not sure yet if we're going to throw the party. Hopefully we will. You'll be okay by November, yes. I, I hope so. Here's the other thing. First, First of all, my Passover went like, you know, when I get home, I go through the decontainment process. You know, I get stripped, hosed down, <laughs> right upstairs and go take a shower. It's like the yep. scene for
3: me. I, I do the That's same the- thing, and I live in an apartment building, so I'm actually in my hallway naked.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah, me,
1: me, I'm in my garage, and my wife the, the other day goes, oh, leave the door open. I say, what are you, crazy? I, first of all, nobody's out anyhow. I, I mean, there's more action at a cemetery than there is on my block. I haven't seen
0: anybody in a long time.
1: Now, here's the other thing. Let me tell you something. First of all, Cuomo, dude, he, he's lying out of his mouth because the schools in Jersey were closed a week prior to what New York was closed. I know that for a fact because my daughter goes to private school, and they had closed that the day after, the what was it, the 19th. Yeah.
3: Day no, no, listen. He, 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 Gavin yeah. Newsom in California, yeah. Phil Murphy I, in New Jersey, I, they were much more hysterical before Andrew Cuomo. Absolutely. And here's my other thing.
1: You know what? I've been listening to Howard Stern sit since I've been listening to you. And the guy has changed. Ever since he went to see these same hammerheads that were trying to get him off the air, now he's schmoozing with them. And the stuff he's spewing, listen to me, I, I get it. He's good and all and everything. He's great. He <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. What he's doing is wrong, man. He's, he's He had Rosie O'Donnell on the other day. No, I, listen, a vomit. He,
3: he, I wanted to vomit, vomit in my mouth. Uh, man, Mike, he, thank you. He gets, he gets them all. He, he, Mike, he, he hangs I'm, out with all the liberals. He had, he had Hillary Clinton on a month ago.
2: Mike, I don't listen to him anymore. I'm, I'm with you. To me, he's dead to me. I know he's great, and he's been great, and he was always great, but I can't listen anymore. I don't, I don't know. It's not even an option on my radio any longer. Okay. I do not hit Howard Stern any longer. I stay, and I have satellite radio. Okay.
3: Well, you're missing out on great radio. I think it's silly. I don't let, again, for the millionth time, whether it's Robert De Niro, Barbara Streisand, Howard Stern, I don't allow their politics and who they talk to. I'm not going to stop listening to the greatest radio of all time. And even if you think he's, uh, you know, he's jumped the shark and he's too liberal now, he's still the best on radio. I'm not going to stop listening because he he likes Hillary Clinton. I don't care.
2: He he sits there and he talks to somebody who sits next to Louis Farrakhan and doesn't ask her about that and doesn't ask her about Jeffrey Epps. I just, I can't take that. No, I can't take that whole mentality. I'm sorry. He's one of them now. He's if you're not them. with us, you're against us. He's okay. one of
3: them. Well, he did have uh, Tom Brady on yesterday. And Howard is not a sports guy, of course. I am. But he still uh, put on a tremendous interview, and he can do that. Whether he likes sports or likes it, doesn't matter. He's, he's so good at interviews that he gets the best out of everybody. And there was a lot of talk about this interview. A lot. I mean, sports talk stations he's, across the country, guys like Dan Lebitard, guys like Dan Patrick, they've been promoting and previewing this Tom Brady interview with Howard Stern for a week. Because dr- they couldn't he, understand
2: why he, Tom Brady would go Howard Stern, he's so good. He's great. He's a, he's a, the, the, the interviews and the uh, news with Robin, those were the two best parts of the show. They were great. So I, I would imagine the interview was fantastic it as was well. It was really good. But, but really when, good. When they start And they do inevitably, inevitably get into politics. You just can't, I, I can't stomach it All anymore.
3: right, fair enough. I don't like his politics either, just so you know. But uh, look, you know, we had Donald Trump on a million times. He still says nice things about Trump. He, in fact, he says time and time again, the president was my best guest. I don't like his politics, but he was my best guest. Anyway, uh, Brady was on yesterday. If you don't know, Tom Brady, after 16 years, nine Super Bowl appearances, six Super Bowl wins up in New England with the the Patriots left this year and just signed a two-year, $50 million deal to be the next quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In fact, he's renting Derek Jeter's 30,000-square-foot home in uh, St. Peters- Petersburg, in Tampa, I should say. And they call it St. Petersburg. And Brady joined Howard Stern yesterday. Now, I did tell you uh, a couple of weeks ago that Tom Brady was upset with the Patriots even before last season started. He thought they would sign him before last season started to a long-term deal. And the Pats started last year 8-0. and They went 12-4. and They did lose to the Tennessee Titans in the first round of the playoffs. But you're going to find out right now with Tom Brady 1 that all last year, like I said weeks ago, Tom Brady was upset.
9: I probably knew before the start of last season that it was my last year. Before last offseason, I had a contract that got restructured. And then, you know, from my standpoint, I knew that at the end of the year, I I was going to become a free agent for the first time in my career.
3: And he did. And he got 50 million dollars. Now, I know you like Bob Kraft. I like Bob Kraft. I like Tom Brady as well. Okay. Uh, well, you may not like Tom Brady when you hear him talk about Donald Trump later. I thought those two loved each other. And he seems a little a little confused. That's how he feels about Donald Trump. I'll tell you what happened.
2: He got hammered. And he was uh, he was you know offended by getting hammered by people, people
3: who hate Donald Trump. So he backed off. From yeah, you can't do that. He couldn't handle the heat. Right. You got to stand by your convictions. Uh, anyway. But first, he talks about uh, having that conversation with Bob Kraft, when, in fact, that legendary patriot career was over. Tom Brady, too.
9: I called up, you know, Mr. Kraft and I and I went over to his house and I, you know, and I just I went over and I said, look, I just want to say, you know how much I love you and appreciate what we've done together, and I, I was crying. I mean, I'm a very emotional person. You know, I, I have a deep caring for the people that I've worked with, and I want—I wish nothing but the best for them.
3: I oh, started to cry. How about you?
9: Know that?
2: what? That's he, cute. He, uh, deflated balls. He'll always be remembered for deflated balls. Well, there was actually three. I'll just say, I'll leave it at that.
3: No, there were three different controversies. You had his deflated balls. You're right about that, which is funny. You also had Spygate with Bill Belichick. You had the thing they did last year on the sidelines with Cincinnati. So it seems like Belichick and Brady made a habit of winning and cheating. But more and more... He will be remembered in my,
2: at least by me. Yeah. For uh, you know, a, pair, a for deflated ball. That's all. That's it. Okay. Without saying
3: any more. All right. Now he did uh, speak about President Trump uh, yesterday with uh, Howard Stern again. This is courtesy of Howard Stern and SiriusXM, and he talked about the friendship aspect more than the political aspect necessarily. This is Tom Brady sixteen.
9: He always had a way of connecting with with people, and still does. But you know, was uncomfortable for me because. You know, you can't undo things. And not that I would undo a friendship or, but, it, you know, the political support is totally different than the support of a friend.
3: See, there you go. So it kind of sounds like uh, I'm, I'm his friend, but I'm not necessarily supporting him politically and, and yeah, you can't does, undo he, listen, certain look, things. You
2: alienate half the country, half of your fan base, no matter what you do. Uh, and, and initially he had the MAGA hat in the locker room and he got hell for it. He did. And so uh, then he, he, was, he was shaken by it. Yeah. And that's why he's, he's trying to walk a fine line right now. Well, he's, one
3: more. He, he does speak again here about Donald Trump. And he talks about a country that, to Tom Brady, seems kind of confused. This is 17.
9: The whole political you know, realm right now is I'm a person, from my standpoint, is to embrace leadership. Leadership, responsibility, you know, is about you know, embracing the whole and trying to bring people together to lead them to a common goal. And I think now it's just there's a lot of different agendas and goals.
3: A lot of different agendas and goals, and he's talking about uh, leadership and who's running uh, the show, basically. Anyway, that is Tom Brady. Once again, thank you to Howard Stern, Sirius XM. Tom Brady, a two-year, $50 million deal with Tampa Bay, and it does look like the NFL is going to start on time. The first game is supposed to take place September the 10th. Without fans? Without fans, and the NFL draft, of course, coming up April the 23rd, not in Las Vegas. It will be a virtual draft, as we talked about yesterday. So the team's owners and GMs and coaches and scouts will be coming to you live from their living rooms, like we did with the Elton John concert, and like we do every night at 7 o'clock in New York City. Four great guests coming your way today, starting this hour with Bernie Carrick. 1 800 848 WABC, 1 800 848 9222. The only place to be during this coronavirus crisis is with Bernie and Sid, and we'll be right back.
0: New York opinions, New York attitude. Bernie and Sid in the morning, 77 WABC.
2: I love Van Hale. I'm back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere in the 77 WABC app. Let's go straight to Scott. He's in the Nutcake State, Connecticut. Good morning, Scott.
10: Morning, guys. I'm your pharmacist fan here. Well, thank you. Hey, um, I just uh, one thing is um, reading Britt Hume's tweet on what Dr. Brick said. when um, something like this, whoever dies with COVID is now being recorded as a COVID death. How does that make
1: any sense and not skew the... Um,
3: it the does skew rate? it. We talked it, about it, this before. It completely skews uh,
1: it. it.
2: It increases the uh, mortality rate, and uh, they, it shouldn't be because, uh, as, as Britt pointed out, a lot of people have prostate cancer. They die with prostate cancer, but they don't die of prostate cancer, and, they, right. and, and, and prostate cancer isn't listed as the cause of death and this dr scott jensen he's a minnesota state legislator as well as being a physician he made this analogy take a listen
5: let's just take someone getting hit by a bus and they they collapse along and they go into the emergency room
10: and they're there for 15 20 minutes blood work comes back COVID test comes back positive and they die 20 minutes later because of their collapsed lung we're going to put that down as COVID 19
3: that doesn't make any sense but that's what they're doing. I know it doesn't make any sense. No. So uh, they've, they've inflated the numbers, and the numbers are still drastically down. are uh, still
2: to 60,000 they're predicting now are going to die total, 60,000 down from millions, uh, way back when we decided to shut down this economy. Uh, on another note, of course, we talked earlier, Bernie Sanders dropped out. Yes. actually he's keeping his delegates. He wants to push the, uh, you know, he wants to abolish ICE. He wants the Green New Deal. He wants Medicare for All. He wants to get that all on the platform. So he's going to, he's got Joe Biden a little bit by the, uh, you know, the the, you-know-whats at the convention. He's dragged the party to the left already, but he's out. And Joe Biden is the guy, which is scary because I played this a little earlier as well. This is Joe Biden just yesterday talking about the coronavirus.
4: We cannot let this. We've never allowed any crisis from the Civil War straight through to the pandemic of 17 all the way around 16. We have never, never let our democracy second fiddle way that we can both have a democracy and elections and at the same time correct the public health
2: believe that this guy he, he could he could be the next president of the United States oh my he god wow so uh you have that and also remember yesterday we were talking about the UFC and the private island April 18th they were going to fight at the Barclays Center a huge fight with this Russian champ he was a lightweight he uh knocked out uh he we choked out uh He choked out Conor McGregor last, and then they got into a big brawl, and he was out. He hasn't fought since. He was coming back. Anyway, he's out. He's stuck in Russia. They're still going to have UFC 249, but not at the Barclays Center. They're going to have it at—they were talking about having it at a private island, but it turns out this one on April 18th they're going to have on an Indian reservation in California (laughs) on April 18th because the laws do not apply to the Indians on the reservation at, at the casino. So, so correct. I don't Dana, Dana White is actually going to have the private island uh, on April 25th. He will have fights there for fighters, international fights for fighters who cannot come into this country. Gotcha. So that's when he's going to start doing it on the private island. But uh, we'll see if this goes off in, in uh, outside Fresno. This is Dana White, and it's going to be live on ESPN. It will not be paper. It will be the first competitive sport back on national TV in the United States. Listen to Dana.
9: We're going to be live from ESPN. That's where it doesn't matter where it is, because the only thing that, first of all, no fans can come. You can't come to the fight. You can't buy a ticket. The only place to watch this in the United States is on ESPN. And that's the only thing that matters. I know that several news sources are putting out, you know, places where they think it is. ESPN is where it is. That's all you need to know.
2: That is huge. I mean, that the first sport back in the middle of this horrific pandemic will be. MMA and, and the UFC, of course, and, nice. and, 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 which happens to be my favorite it's sport. Your favorite it's going to be a morale booster like nothing else. I mean, that we actually have something, a, a, a semblance of normalcy. They play, They actually fought uh, last month. They fought in Brazil with no people uh, in the stands. But this is a little different. This is more serious, a more serious time but on an Indian reservation at a casino where the laws don't apply to the Indians.
3: Listen, he's got to do it. He's got to try to take advantage. It's your favorite sport, and a lot of people love it. I don't. I'm not excited about it. I want to get baseball and basketball and football and these sports back, but I don't want them the way they're talking about it. But We had the discussion yesterday. But um, somebody asked me yesterday, talking about the Indians on the Indian reservation and the Amish. You know, the Orthodox Jews seem to follow their own rules. We had Dove on yesterday. They're not really complying. They're not doing a very good job. No. So you tell me the Indians, they don't abide by the same rules as all of us, and even the Amish. How come we never hear about what they're doing during this crisis? Do you think the Amish are, are actually social distancing? That's a good question. You'll, look, there was a disturbing
2: video, speaking of the Hasidim, this 10-year-old kid. I don't know if you saw Jill posted it. Uh, this 10-year-old kid uh, in Brooklyn, he's calling the police. Nazis. He's calling the police Nazis, and then he's coughing on the cops. I saw that. A 10-year-old kid.
3: They're brainwashing these kids. It's terrible. Adolf Heiken would probably be furious if he saw that. I'm sure he was. Uh, But he was uh, celebrating his Seder last night, like most of us. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. We start a really great run of four amazing guests, starting next segment with the former New York City Police Commissioner, Mm -hmm. talking about coughing on cops, disrespectful. Cops, folks in masks now. They're they're dressed. They're dressed to commit crime. Bernie Carrick with Bernie yeah. and Sid he's coming up next.
0: The power of information, the freedom to talk about it. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk radio seventy-seven WABC.
6: They're the only times I've ever known And I believe there is a time for meditation In cathedrals of our own Now I have seen that sad surrender in my lover's eyes And I can only stand apart and sympathize But we are always what our situations hand us. See the sadness or euphoria.
3: My favorite Billy Joel song of all time, Summer Highland Falls at 741 on your Thursday morning. Four great guests stopping by today. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, he's been quarantined in Rome. He's in Italy for two months, he can't get out. And uh, he's going to call us, he's got a brand new book out from Italy. We're also going to talk to Bill O'Reilly every Thursday, of course, an amazing conversation. Dr. Muhammad Alam, this is a guy that has prescribed this um, hydroxychloroquine to a bunch of his elderly patients on the island. And he's got a success rate of 81%, which is very high, obviously. He'll join us, too. And we're supposed to be joined right now by former New York City Police Commissioner Bernie Kerrick. But he's, uh, he's not picking up the phone. So maybe he, he's doing something. He's probably
2: doing something. Who knows? But uh, we love Bernie Carrick. Maybe he'll phone in in a minute. But uh, yesterday, of course, uh, I played that audio there's a video of this cop and sucker punch. Yeah. We're going to talk to Bernie about that and a couple of other things uh, related to this coronavirus. But uh, the cop was wearing a mask. The uh, perp was wearing a mask. They were in the midst of arresting some uh, a, 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 suspe- a robbery suspect at 130, 183rd and Davidson Avenue. And the cop got sucker punched from behind. It was, it was actually disgusting. The cop chased him down a block and uh, they eventually caught him. And then it turns out that more footage uh, came out. One of the girls who was videotaping, a uh, 25-year-old girl. She was videotaping this fracas with the cops, and then the cop getting sucker punched and all that. And she wouldn't listen to the cop kept telling her to back up, back up, back up. And the cop ends up uh, punching her in the face. Yeah, good. <laughs> <I> mean- <laughs> What's wrong with that? Listen, I mean, you don't want to comply, hit a woman. Ever, a girl, you, don't want to, but, you don't want to hit a woman. Comply, and you won't die. That's I, it. I mean, I don't it's only really that simple. It, 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 the cops doing his job, and you're you gathering a, a gang of people are gathering around two uh, cops, nothing, trying to do their job, arresting a robbery suspect. It might have robbed your grandmother. Could have been.
3: I mean, didn't we learn that with Michael Brown? That whole ridiculous event in Ferguson, Missouri, which never should have happened—the hoax. Because the truth is, Michael Brown was a thug. The hands up, don't shoot hoax. Right, exactly. And uh, that poor cop, Wilson, was his name. He's been, who knows where he ended up. That poor guy had to leave St. Louis and run for his life, basically. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm tired of seeing this stuff. You know, these uh, young kids, whether they're males or females, black or white, they're usually black, to be honest. And uh, And and
2: they they don't listen, and they start bites. And the cell phone stuff, you can hear, they're all like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, hit him here. Yo, oh, my God, look what he did. Oh, run, bro, run. Don't let him catch you, bro. Don't let him catch you. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's enough. enough and and the cops are there to protect their sisters, their
3: mothers, their yeah. grandmothers. Your sisters, your mothers, your, your grandmothers. I mean, come on. It's enough of it already. Um, listen, there's some other news as we wait for Bernie Carrick and Dr. Muhammad Alam and Bill O'Reilly next hour. Newt Gingrich in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, you were right. We talked earlier about the Broadway reopening. Initially, when they shut down Broadway, the date to return for Broadway was April the 12th. Well, now they've gone out and said, it ain't going to be April the 12th. It ain't going to be May the 12th. How about June 7th?
2: Uh, they actually just uh, autonomously proclaimed June
3: 7th. June 7th. And uh, the governor said, uh, it ain't going to happen.
2: It's never fun getting hit with the coronavirus. <laughs> never you know, fun. that's a little too early. Uh, no, no. No.
3: Well, what do you want, a ventilator? Uh, June 7th? (laughs) Well, uh, he He happens to be right. It's not going to happen. No, of course not. Not Not even close. No, it's his call. It's it's everybody's call. We're not going to be congregating in America with crowds that large uh, on June 7th. For them to actually proclaim and uh, put out an announcement that they're reopening without consulting him. Bro, they're dying. They're dying.
2: I know, but... These still, theaters are going out of business. You, These did, actors are dying. Did you think that you were,
3: You didn't have to consult the authorities? Hey, listen, it's no different than President Trump saying Easter. Let's just throw it out there and see what happens. <laughs> All right? It, it's a little different. A little. It, it, he makes the rules, but not bit. really. Well, they're both, they're both <laughs> pie in the sky. You know, uh, the theaters up by me are also going out of business. Up by me, I've got an AMC theater. Oh, everything I've got it's a Regal terrible. Cinema it Theater. Listen,
2: so bad. It's so, no, But wait, so, so you know, but wait, bad.
3: wait. We're talking about... Uh, I understand that places are closing... The hope is most of them will reopen. I'm talking about huge movie houses, yeah. AMC, Regal Cinema. In all likelihood, will not reopen when this well, thing is well, over. Wait, wait, what makes you think that? I saw, I read it in today's uh, New York Post. Really, they won't. In the business, the big the big You're companies right won't. Regal Cinema and AMC, owned by one major movie house, going bankrupt and not going to reopen. You know, when you read the business section, just so you know, those four or five pages in the New York Post every single day, it is. Terrifying. Just trust me. Yeah, the terrifying. Whole, the
2: whole model of uh, movie theaters and uh, you know releasing movies into movie theaters the, with this Netflix and and this coronavirus thing making people stay home. The whole, uh, the, the the movie theaters, the movie um, the Universals, the big co- corporations yeah. that release the movies, yeah. they're releasing them straight to Netflix now and, yeah. and uh, as a live stream, all that stuff. So that may be the way people are getting used to it. I guess.
3: I, mean, I still like going out on, on a Saturday night and uh, having dinner, watching a movie. And But you're right. I mean, people are getting used to it. And, again, you save a heck of a lot of money. It's very expensive to go to the movies. these but days. But it's terrible.
2: Look, but the small businesses that are going that are going to have to go out of business. No, I mean, you talk tons, about tons. people put their blood, sweat, and tears, their whole lives into this thing. And uh, speaking of Bernie Kerrick and the crime in the Bronx, The burglaries up seventy five percent. They're getting broken into. They know, and they got the the, the guys wearing
3: these antifa like bandanas. Well, that's basically what Bernie was going to talk about. Was they're already dressed to commit a crime, and they are committing crimes. And and they can't. You can't uh, surveillance can't capture who they are. No, no. So now they have a ready made excuse for walking around like uh, like bandits. Yeah. That, well, but the bandits, at, they are. We're encouraging them to walk around like that. That's what the mayor and, wants and so, you to do. And
2: so you have these small businesses that are uh, – they're not going to – I mean, they, you have these loans. Go to SBA.gov. They, they, they
3: still won't survive.
2: If you can uh, If you can make it past three months and ke- hold on to your employees, that happen. money's. will they, – they'll pay your employees. Right. And if we can open up within three months from the time that that, that bill – that Nancy Pelosi delayed, by the way – Uh, A week later, uh, that bill could have been passed a week sooner if not for Nancy Pelosi. But if you can get three months from last
3: week when that bill was passed, I think that's uh, feasible. I think it's doable. I think it's, you can, you, I think uh, it's completely uh, unreasonable for a, a ton of these businesses to go three months. Unreasonable. Well, They're not going to happen. If they get the money for everything, why wouldn't They're they? They're not going to get the money for everything. They're not. I mean, you look uh, at this place. For example, Federico's at Pizzeria in New Jersey that we uh, lauded for a good reason a couple of weeks ago. The owner took out a big loan to pay his 20 employees and stay yeah. open and stay in business. They closed three days ago. They're closed, but they can reopen. Well, they can they, reopen, maybe and maybe not. And they're supposed they, to be paying well, the 20 what, employees. Here's what they're we'll going to get.
2: They're going to get money from the federal government to pay their employees for three months. Because that's no money out of their pockets. If, and they, if they can pay the rent and pay their employees, they're going to get a loan from the uh, the government as well. In addition to paying their employees, I mean, you don't think if they lot- can
3: hold out for three months with that, and it, they could do it. It's going to be very difficult. And a lot of these owners are going to keep the money. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. Well, listen, they're uh, not going to the, pay the, their employees. The projections of the deaths,
2: way overestimated. Uh, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a lot uh, less severe than we
3: thought. Yeah. So maybe the reopening will be sooner than we thought. I hope so. So maybe they can hang in there. Well, we got to keep see, too. hope alive. When it reopens, it's not going to be by the same rules. You can't put... 500 people in a bar in New York City on Saturday night if it reopens in June or July or August. It's not going to happen. So they're going to reopen with some type of restrictions, which is still going to make it impossible for these places to thrive and do well. Impossible. How are you going to do it? Well, they'll figure something out. We're <laughs> yeah, Americans, okay. bro. We're Americans. No, I don't know. People are hardworking and they want their businesses. No, the they, people want these the businesses, but, the, but the, the, the government is making it impossible, state, local, federal, no, even no, when they come I'm, back to operate. I'm telling you, the federal government, this SBA.gov, these loans Listen, are I, lifesavers. I, I, I'm telling you that even if they save some of the businesses when they come back, they're used to making a certain amount of money when they pack the restaurant, pack the bar. <laughs> they're not going to have that ability when they come back in it, June, th- July, or August. There's more more than just
2: bars and restaurants, they may have to
3: change their model for serving to. people, but it can be done. All right, let's hope so. And also television, that completely changes. I've got friends, obviously, in the business. No one's shooting anything. So now the major networks, the four of them, CBS, NBC, ABC, and Fox, what they're going to be doing now is reruns. Basically, from the summer to the fall, all your new shows that were supposed to come out this fall are not going to come out because they're not shooting. So now you could expect that the four major networks will be running reruns, including Dancing with the Stars reruns. <laughs> you already know who won, Bernie. it will be like replaying well, the Super Bowl. What are they going to do? It's like ESPN We're running uh, old
2: games. I mean, what they have no other option. They, no, they don't. I'll tell you what, what's going on this week, and uh, I look forward to it. I'm my DVR taping it all week long, is Jeopardy! It's the college tournament week, and it is fantastic. I haven't seen any of them. I'm going to watch them all this weekend. But uh, on one of the Jeopardies this week, it was Monday, actually, this kid from Yale, they asked the question, and the answer was the, the definition. He, they, they defined uh, an epidemic, and the kid answered with pandemic. Believe it or not, on Monday, and they taped this in February. No, that's, uh, and that's the ironic. answer was
3: pandemic. Wow, that's ironic. Scary almost. That's ironic. It is a little eerie. Yeah. Uh, I think the Michael Jordan special, which is supposed to come out in July on ESPN, is, is going to run now, too. The documentary on Michael Jordan, which got wave right. reviews. I think it's running this weekend, I believe on ESPN. Anyway, one eight hundred eight four eight WABC one eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Still no Bernie Carrick. I do have the conversation here between Jilly and Bernie that he was coming on, so Well, let's hope he's okay, you know. A lot of stuff could happen. And maybe you can come on next hour. We got Bill O'Reilly next hour. We got that doctor that we love Muhammad Alam next hour. We got Newt Gingrich in the nine o'clock hour. So a a very exciting second half of Bernie and Sid on this Thursday. And it's coming at you right after Deb with the news.
0: Born and bred New York. If I can make it there. Bernie and Sid in the morning, seventy-seven W A B C.
6: Hello, baby hello. Haven't seen your face for a while Have you quit doing you
3: time know, for me? Zon John Harmony is a great song. Zon John, we're going to replay, I guess, that uh, big concert on Fox, the living room concert, Hello. classic Elton John Class Harmony. Is
6: this the only place you thought to go? Am I the only man you ever had? Or am I just the last surviving?
3: You know, I told you yesterday, Bernie, I'm running out of things to eat for lunch because there's just so much tuna fish you can buy and chicken salad you can buy and sandwich meat you can buy. And Danielle's very good. She'll make a pasta one day. She she does She'll make a matzo pie, makes a mean matzo pie. But uh, I'm running out of things to, to eat for lunch. And now I'm at the point where I'm running out of things to watch. I've watched every Netflix big thing, uh, all of them. There's one I haven't watched that Jill keeps recommending, and it's titled Unorthodox. Talking about the Orthodox Jews and Dove Heiken and the issues that they're having complying with this coronavirus, with the you know social distancing. So I guess it's a story about a, a young girl who lives like a double life. She's part of the Jewish Orthodox community, but she's got a second life. I don't know what that second life is. I don't know. It's kind of like that story about that that well, lady who was killed back in January, who was like a big time attorney by day and a stripper at night. You know, Or well, like
2: uh, the, remember they had that reality show about Quakers? Yes, uh, they. Well, I, I guess at home in Pennsylvania, they were reserved. They they were adhered to the religion, but uh, when they got to the big city, not so much. Right. Maybe something like that, it, right? It
3: probably is. So uh, I may watch she's, it, but I'm running, I'm running out of stuff. I've, she goes
2: to Temple. Yeah. But then she's a freak uh, on a Saturday night or something like that. I got
3: to see. I mean, Amazon Prime, I've watched everything. I've watched everything on Apple, all the new releases, Hulu. I've done all of it. I, I, in fact, I rented some terrible movie last night with Naomi Watts. It's like a thriller. I think it's called The Wolf Hour or something. It was terrible. But it was three ninety nine, so I can live with it. But it was terrible. I was, well, I'm running out of stuff.
2: You need referrals. Like, You've got to follow Jill's referral. You can't just blindly watch something and at the end of it say, I just wasted two hours.
3: Yeah. Well, usually I'm the one that provides the referrals because we get this stuff usually right away. But uh, I'm out of stuff. So, uh, like Bernie said, if, you, if you're watching something and you think it's worth it, uh, feel free to call us, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. This is Holy Week, day, two of, well, day one, really, uh, second Seder tonight, Passover. Holy Thursday today, good Friday tomorrow, Easter Sunday coming up on Sunday. Quickly, let's go to Joe in Elmira, New York, a wonderful place, online line five. Good morning, Joe.
10: Joe Sidney, Bernie, my man. How what, you doing, what, baby? What's hey up, now. brother? Yo, man, I am a first-time long-time. Uh, the I-man reminded me of all the old, bitter men. And, but you guys were the stars, and you're the stars now. So I was, listen, I was listening to you yesterday, and you guys expressed a little confusion about Holy Thursday. Do you mind if I school you real quick or not? No, no. We, yeah. th- thank you,
3: Joe. We, I mean, Bernie already uh, told us what it was yesterday, so we know what it is. No, I knew what it was. Yeah. But, but, but go ahead. look, go ahead.
7: Go ahead, Joe. Well, guys, Super quick detail.
10: I, I find it curious because the days always um, don't always line up. But, you know, obviously it was the uh, Passover that led right into uh, Judas' betrayal after dinner in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, the uh, whole slicing off of the high priest's uh, servant, Jesus healing it, you know, going before Punch the well, Pilate the next day on Good Friday, etc. Yeah,
2: it was, it was essentially the Last Supper and Judas betrayed him. That's... Uh the the takeaway the big takeaways from holy thursday and then yeah tomorrow is the uh, crucifixion
3: right uh, so we got all that we know what these the significance of these days are obviously and the same thing with passover escaping slavery in egypt and the angels with the blood on the doors uh, running from the evil from the evil pharaohs. So we got it all. We 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 know what's going on in the next four days. Uh, we just want everybody to have a happy holiday season. It's difficult. Lots of us are used to having 20 people at our Satyrs, Now it's three or four. Lots of us are used to having 25 people Easter Sunday. Now it's three or four, but it can be beautiful nevertheless, and we hope that's the case. Next hour, two great guests, starting with Dr. Muhammad Alam coming up at 8, and then the great Bill O'Reilly coming up at 8.40. An amazing hour of Bernie and Sid comes your way after Deb with the news.
0: Hello. American Original. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And WABCRadio.com. Bernie and Sid in the Morning. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
11: I saw you there. Just standing
8: there. is aggressively advocating life uh, Yet Dr. Fauci has repeatedly warned that there is no real conclusive evidence to support using the drug for coronavirus. Why do you think he is
6: pushing that drug so hard? I mean, I have no idea. But what I do know is this. It is a drug that has been proven to give relief from pain. And right now I, I'm hearing all over the place that people are hoarding this drug in a way that those who need it may not be able to get it all because the president keeps taking Taking the stage, and it, as opposed to what Dr. Fauci and medical health professionals are telling us, pushing this drug. He's got to stop. He's not, he's not, we don't want a drug pusher for president.
2: <laughs> Back here on the Bernie and Sid heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. That was the former presidential candidate, Senator from California, Kamala Harris, on The View yesterday, and uh, you have there. Apparently some, I don't know, irrational or hate-driven resistance to a therapeutic, perhaps life-saving drug. Our next guest is Dr. Muhammad Alam. He's an infectious disease doctor affiliated with Plainview Hospital out on Long Island. He's been treating patients with the uh, that very drug, hydroxychloroquine, at three separate nursing homes and has had an amazing success rate. Good morning to you, Dr. Alam. Yeah. Good morning. How are
3: you? Good morning. Uh, doing
2: very well. Thanks for coming on with us. Listen, Doctor, we talked uh, about you to Doctor Raj yesterday. I believe he said he'd been in touch with you, but uh, you've had amazing results with this drug. And uh, I don't know, are you a drug pusher?
12: Hmm. I do believe that we have to do at this critical time to save human beings, You know, to save our dying patients, and uh, this is a critical time. I believe that early we give the treatment, better is the outcome. According to my clinical observation, among this high-risk, older population due to COVID-19 infections.
3: Dr. Olam, did you uh, know about, I know the stroke's been around since 1955, helping out with lupus and arthritis and malaria. Uh, did you just come up with this, or did you also first hear about how effective it could be from President Donald Trump?
12: No, I know this, uh, these drugs, you know, we use in our office-based patients, you know, particularly the lupus patients. A lot of my patients with lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, as a disease-modifying agent, hydroxychloroquine, we use it right. for their treatment. But we know, if you look at the COVID-19, what's happening there? COVID-19 infection is simple one. It affects, you know, the upper respiratory tract system, like sinus, pharyngitis, upper respiratory tract then goes to the lower respiratory tract. And, and consequently, it releases the pro-inflammatory cytokines like interleukin, TNF, other inflammatory, uh, these substances called cytokines. early you drop these cytokines, better is the outcome. Why? If a simple way, if you can think a forest just start fire in one or two trees, if you stop that fire... You can save the whole value. If you lose the control at the beginning, you lose the game. whole value will be burned out. Everything yeah. is the same. Uh, Everything a- is the same theory for hydroxychloroquine and oxycycline.
2: Great analogy there. Dr. Muhammad Alam is affiliated with Plainview Hospital. Just to be clear, doctor, you uh, treated patients in three nursing homes. They, uh, three nursing homes. They were all elderly, and you had an 81% success rate, which is incredible. And, again, it was hydroxychloroquine, and as you mentioned, it wasn't with azithromycin. It was a, a different antibiotic you combined it with. And So tell us, I mean, the success rate, and uh, you had two people did go, die uh, out, of, out of that 45-people study. Tell us a little bit more about that.
12: Okay. So among these patients, uh, when we started this COVID-19 infection, and one day the a few of my patients, like 10, 15 patients, spiked high fever, Blood pressure unstable, and I have to transfer. Some of them are vent patients. I have to transfer those patients to the hospital. So then at that time, we decided we have to act now because we already sent four patients to the hospitals One died. So we decided that we have to act quickly. This is not the time to think about or wait for the data to come and treat the patients. I feel like if it is my dad, I will do right now. What I can do, I will do my best. So we start this treatment, hydroxychloroquine, and I did not start the azithromycin because FDA leveling. If you look at it, azithromycin uh, has a potential side effect with cardiac arrhythmia in combination with when you use, particularly with hydroxychloroquine. Right. But I decided that because doxycycline is the same anti-inflammatory property and antibiotic, and it inhibits those interline. Uh, this interleukins, TNF, and also this cardioprotective, it enhanced the activity of hydroxychloroquine. So we started hydroxychloroquine. I don't want to jeopardize my patients with a uh, high risk comorbid condition for arrhythmia. So I decided to go with the hydroxychloroquine and doxycycline, and we got a much, much better outcome. This is I know this, my study is a non-randomized clinical trial. This is just the clinical observation. I feel obligated that whatever the findings I found in my elder age patients, which average is uh, 68 patients, you know, 68 years is a median age from okay. range from 20 to 97. Okay. So, so that's why they could clinical outcome. And I believe, it's my personal observation, that if you start early, if you can stop those cytochrome strong early, early. Better is the outcome,
2: absolutely. So, Dr. Muhammad Alam, again, from Plainview Hospital, the, the last question I'll ask you This that the, the latest line of resistance to hydroxychloroquine is that there's not enough. You, you're robbing people, uh, lupus patients, for example, or rheumatoid arthritis patients of this drug because of uh, the rush on it for COVID-19 patients. I mean, the president said he has 30 million doses available to anybody who wants it. Is there a shortage of hydroxychloroquine?
12: There is no shortage at this point, you know, because at the beginning pharmacy has some resistance for the for the medication. Some of the few of my patients. It is just delayed, you know. But uh, the bottom line is that we have to do whatever is available at this time to save this humanity, to save lives. Yes. Decrease hospitalization. Decrease take the ICU bed save the isovent setting, early treatment is much better, is clinical outcome. I believe, yes, absolutely. No. especially
3: the percentage that uh, the success rate you've had at 81 percent in plain view. Dr. Mohammed Alam, a hero, a hero. Yes. Keep up uh, the good work. Thank you for uh, saving lives every single day. Thank you for all the work that you do. And thank you for coming on this morning. We um, we want people to feel comfortable taking this drug. It seems to work not just for you, but uh, on many levels. So any more people like you to speak out about it, because the media, of course, speaks badly about it because the president likes it. So thank you very much and keep up the great work and be safe. Thank you. Thank you. Be safe too. All right. God bless you. That is Mohammed Alam. And uh, again, uh, 81%. uh, You would take that in uh, well, in just about every endeavor. That's a pretty
2: good success rate. Especially when you're in dire, desperate straits. Right. Yeah, I mean, you take it. You say, give me some of that H-chloroquine well, what's right, the, right now.
3: What is the alternative? That, that's my issue. If these people on television said, listen, that stuff doesn't work. And by the way, these side effects do exist for folks with heart issues. That's it. That's all we know. What are they giving us but, as an alternative? Well, and that's why, by the way, he, he switched from azithromycin
2: right. to the other antibiotic, uh, dioxin, I can't even pronounce it, whatever. Right. He, f- he figured that out. With these elderly patients. But, yeah, what is the alternative? And we can't wait for a year for a clinical trial. These people would have died otherwise.
3: That's right. That's part of the problem with the Democrats is they're very quick to criticize Trump because they hate him. And if they want to do that, that's fine. Then give us your idea. Have you heard any good ideas from Joe Biden yet? No. <laughs> I haven't heard anything
2: from Joe. Except,
3: where am I? Well, he's your nominee because Bernie Sanders dropped out yesterday. 1-800-848-WABC 1-800-848-9222 Still to come, to years. Huge men, Bill O'Reilly and Newt Gingrich. Bernie and Sid on a Thursday.
0: New York proud. New York loud. (laughs) Bernie and Sid in the morning. 77 WABC.
8: Desperado Why don't you come to your senses You've been out
3: Bill O'Reilly coming up faces. in about 15 minutes So he's a highlight here on the Bernie and Sid show Every Thursday, he's magnificent This is the Eagles' Desperado
0: but I know that you got your reasons These things that are pleasing
6: you hurt
3: you somehow. Don't you Let's go to um, grab a couple of calls before O'Reilly stops by this hour. Former Speaker of the House quarantined in Rome now for like two months. Newt Gingrich will join us live from Italy in the 9 o'clock hour. Here's E. Frank in Astoria, Queens on line four. Good morning, E. Frank.
11: Yes, good morning, Sid. Uh, you know, this coronavirus uh, problem has hit a toll on every city resident here. You know, it's almost impossible to even walk down the streets without seeing someone with a mask and and being, you know, saying, that, when will this end? But I primarily called because uh, I uh, have a problem with uh, uh, the church issue. You know, I understand that uh, they have to take contingencies uh, to make sure. I'm from the Diocese of Brooklyn, from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church in Astoria, Queens, and I know they have to take uh, contingencies to make sure that the this uh, viral infection doesn't spread to more people. But it, it's terrible when, you know, you can't... I have to do a worship uh, on, uh, on Facebook because the, the priest, my pastor, has to actually hold a Mass uh, with a closed church with no parishioners inside to commemorate the uh, meaning of uh, Holy Week and to continue the church uh, history of the church and the diocese and as well as the entire Catholic faith. And it, it's awful, and there's no way that, you know, you can actually find experts or other people who can say that there is going to be a solution that will end this, because the economic pressures, the 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 legal regulations p- placed by Mayor de Blasio are overwhelming me, uh, o- overwhelming, and, you know, this Holy Week I, I celebrate at home, but I, I feel that there has to be a point where maybe God, can do something. Well,
3: now you're really asking. For Look, there's, there's,
2: there's light at the end of the tunnel, E. Frank. You, e. and Cardinal Dolan is okay with uh, what we have to do. We have to do what we have to do. It, it is what you it can't is. Can't that. congregate you like just that. Just can't do it. Nothing you, you can do. You got uh, mass on TV. You got Facebook. Whatever it is, just hang in there. And uh, I,
3: I think we need to get to the point. I was having this discussion with with my wife last night, and, and we had a wonderful dinner, and she did a great job. I want to give Danielle tons of credit. But she got sad at one point because she's used to making big Passover seders down in Florida when Nana was alive and having friends over. And I just, I continue to drive this point home. You know, I'm not always a glass, a half glass full guy. Bernie's more of that than I am. I am half glass empty. But it just, it is what it is. It's not going to change today. It's not going to change by Easter Sunday. It's not going to change by Memorial Day weekend. I I am absolutely 1,000% positive about that. So, You know, if you're home right now and you're celebrating Holy Thursday with your wife and your kids or Passover with your wife and your kids, I got to tell you, it could be a heck of a lot worse. Heck of a lot worse. Of course. You know, there there are. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. There's there's kids dying of cancer every day. Five-year-old kids right now with shaved heads hooked up to 9,000 tubes in a hospital somewhere. They really have it bad today. You got to be home with your wife and your kids and you can't go to church. You have to watch it online. So What? So what? Right, right. It's not as bad as you may think. Oh God! Keep in perspective, already. please. Look,
2: we were living in the uh, we had the best quality of life in the history of civilization, and we're going to get back to it.
3: Just hang in there maybe, for, a cu- for a couple of months. Maybe not. Maybe not the way we're used to. I I, I still contend things are going to change. There'll be some changes, yeah.
2: but he, oh, but overall, the it, best it, it, uh, the quality
3: of life is here, and this is the best you, country you, in the world. You you know it. We'll, we'll figure it out. So but, let's don't despair. for No, I mean come on. I mean I just. Uh, It is Holy Week, and and if anything, this is the week for all of us, whether it's Jewish people like me celebrating Passover or Christians, eat Frank, like you, this is the week where gratitude has to be the theme. It's got to be gratitude. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, E. Frank, you, and, and most most of you out there, not all of you, some of you lost your jobs, you got family members that are sick, I get all that, okay? But most of you have it a lot better, a lot better than most Americans do today.
2: Well, th- th- just in the history of the world, just uh, in Europe in the 20th century was, uh, was a horror. <laughs> I mean, Eastern Europe for the second half, but uh, starting with World War One, World War Two. I mean, you talk about society breaking down, I mean, they were just... Destroyed and they're killed, mass deaths. I mean, it was, you know, it's come true. on. The it's Holocaust not and the, all the uh, civilians who died and soldiers who died in, well, No, there have been worse times, worse uh, conditions. We'll be all right. We'll be fine.
3: Absolutely. All right. And, and also the sports stuff. Look, I'm going to do two shows today. My buddy Andy Slater down in Miami. I'll be on my buddy Steven in Kansas City today. And uh, I want sports as much as anybody. I'm a rabid sports guy. My whole career was sports up until really four years ago with Bernard. Nobody loves sports more than me. But so What? We got to wait another month for baseball or the hockey playoffs have to wait a month or basketball. I mean, look at the bright side. Spring is sprung. Yes. The weather's going to get nice. Yeah. I got a new pair of sneakers yesterday. I can run. You know, And the kids are happy.
2: I mean, mean, they might not be be learning. but uh,
3: Look, they're not happy. And my wife isn't happy because she's a big time attorney and she's stuck at home. So there is some frustration. And I get all that. I get all that. The suburbs are kind of happy that they don't have to go to school. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my kids miss their friends. They do yeah. miss the social interaction. I wouldn't want to be in Manhattan during this particular... Well, great. Well, I'm in Manhattan. I know. That's what I'm Have saying. Face. Well, that's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm representing... The... I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to, to, to present an optimistic side here and make everybody feel better. Now you're telling me you wouldn't want to be where I am. Well, Yes, but exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm
2: saying. There are a lot of kids are... Ha- you, do, you disputed my intention uh, that kids are happy. They are happy. They're happy out in the suburbs. They're, they're what, running uh, around. Uh, they with no their scroll- friends. Yeah, of course. No, they're not.
3: Yes, they are. They're, they're, they're hanging they out go, with their They friends. go over to other people's homes. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, they're doing it. Well, don't do that. If they're doing that, don't do that. That's stupid. Like I got friends, for example. Way. My my buddy Stefano had a birthday a couple of days ago. So all of his buddies drove past his house. I'm serious. And in their cars, they honked their horns and waved and and uh, happy birthday. But they never Listen, stepped anyone near the entrance to his home. Generally speaking,
2: people are happy. And it's going to pass. We got great news yesterday. They revised the estimates downward drastically. Drastically. 60,000 people are projected to die from this COVID-19 pandemic. Whereas in 2018, you had over 61,000 deaths from the flu.
3: Right. I mean, so it's
2: not as bad as what they
3: said. No. And Wuhan, China reopened yesterday. Wuhan. Yeah. And it wasn't even closed for two and a half months. Now, well, the government is, is talking today. They have meetings today about reopening parts of America. Not here. I don't want to you know, confuse people. Not here, but parts of America sometime in May. And hopefully that means we're probably a month behind. So sometime in June, hopefully we'll all be back at work, all you folks. And your lives will be resumed and, and you'll feel great. All right. So that's that. Bill O'Reilly's coming up next. He's always positive. And uh, he's got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, from the virus to Bernie Sanders dropping out, to the big one, Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, coming to a theater near you in November. We'll talk to the great Bill O'Reilly coming up next.
0: New York Opinions, New York Attitude, Bernie and Sid in the Morning, 77 WABC.
9: Tonight's the night
0: we'll make history. Honey.
9: risk to tie back the hands of time and stay with you here tonight back
2: here on the bernie and sid show heard everywhere in the 77 wabc app our next guest he can be heard every morning on the bernie and sid show at 720 with some very very insightful commentary every morning and he's the purveyor of com, which is getting record, record hits, uh, ratings, uh, views, whatever you want to call it. A new podcast every night and uh, very, very insightful columns. The latest column is entitled The Winds of Change at com. He's on the line right now. Good morning to you, Bill. Hey, guys. Uh, how are you both feeling?
3: We're doing good. We feel good. great, like most of America, like besides, the overwhelming majority of America. Besides the cough. <laughs> We're doing okay, Bill. <laughs> how,
10: about, how about emotionally, psychologically? You all right?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just did a whole segment on, you know, look, the truth is it could be a heck of a lot worse. I mean, spending time with your families during Passover and Easter and, you know, my, my family's healthy. Bernie's family is healthy. I mean, it could be a heck of a lot worse, Bill.
10: Yeah, so- because a lot of Americans, and uh, this is my theme today, uh, are getting depressed and uh, not so many panicking, some, some, but the, the depression is what I'm starting to worry about here. I mean, obviously, you worry about the actual contagion. You worry about people le- losing their jobs and their economic well-being. All of that is real and has to be taken into consideration. But now we're seeing uh, a malaise kick in. And uh This week I've been doing a lot of research on the actual disease itself, what it actually does to people, um, who is susceptible to uh, death. And, you know, when I try to disseminate that information, whether it's on your program or other programs or even on my own website, BillOReilly.com, I get attacked, and I get attacked by one precinct, the far left, and I go, gee, I wonder what that's all about. Right. So um, I'm working on what I call the Wall of Doom, and that'll be my new column that'll come out on oh, Sunday night. Wow! Um, and it is a absolutely organized thing, and you know it ties into President Trump. No, I, don't, but, I don't. It's the obvious.
2: Look, the, these haters out there—they'd
10: love nothing. But it's, it's far beyond that. So the Wall of Doom affects Americans, particularly people who live in New York. Because there is doom in New York, if you look at the media. And I don't even know if I should recommend you guys. I mean, obviously, once you listen to WABC Radio, it's a very, very good source of information. But I don't know if I would suggest uh, reading the media, because no. when you do, nope. the headlines have you in the middle of the Black Death. Yep.
2: You're
3: right. Uh, it's Local, local news, news channels, they, too, not just reading local it, news channels it, are worse.
2: It's chicken little, chicken little fake news, is what I call it now. Oh, uh, there's
10: there's this, there's this paltry of information. It's not information that they're trying to give you. So if you go down the list on the Internet of the headlines, it's all. Oh, my God. How are we ever going to live our lives again? Now, some of it is legitimate. I'm particularly uh, struck by the police officers because I know a lot of them. And then they have to go and they have to do their shifts 20% are calling in sick. Well, they got kids, little kids, a lot of them. And then they have to come back to the house at night. And the the tension on them and their families, unbelievable. Same with the uh, medical workers. Same thing. So that is a legitimate story, and, and we can't do anything about it. That's another frustration. But individually, I mean, you can take a walk. You are not, some disease is not going to descend on you uh, from above if you're getting some exercise outside. Just keep your distance. If you are under 60 with no pre-existing condition, the likelihood is, even if you contract the disease, you will not have to go to the hospital.
7: These are the stats.
2: Right. And yet, okay? and yet when you talk, if anybody talks about oh. opening the country up, uh, even in you know, segments and in bits and pieces, they'll say you're more interested in the stock market than you are in saving lives.
10: Right. You're, you're more interested in Trump's reelection, or, or you're not telling the truth. And this is, of course, designed to shut people up. Right. So if you're not a wall of doomer, if you're not in that club, They don't want to hear from you. Yeah.
3: Well, I get them riled up every day. I say reopen America every day on Twitter. I get about a thousand, like a a little less than you, Bill, obviously, but a thousand people tell me that I'm, uh, you know, I'm not sensitive. I'm a hateful person and I'm a horrible person. And and I can't wait to do it again tomorrow so I can care less. But I got to ask you about Bernie Sanders here. That's over. Uh, It's been over for a long time. Really since Super Tuesday went out of nowhere. Joe Biden had this miraculous night. He continued that in Michigan the week after, Florida two weeks after that, even beat Bernie. Uh, in that debate. So now we've got it. It's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump coming up in November. Will that be one of the all-time great Fraser ali bites, or will it be a complete mismatch?
10: Impossible to tell. Um, Donald Trump has got to contain the virus. And by that, I mean people have got to go back to work
3: this summer. So you can Well, when you say this summer, do you mean June?
10: I would say... Okay. We've got to start the rollout around Memorial Day. Right. Um, because if you're looking at it, September, kids not in school, massive unemployment, people don't have any money and they're desperate, they're gonna go, a lot of them, well, we'll see what the other people have. Hmm. That's always hmm. been the pattern throughout American history. Yep. It's not a logical vote, it's an emotional vote for president, it always has been. However, if Donald Trump can get it under control, what is Joe Biden going to outflank him with? What? So Joe Biden has trouble articulating anything here. here it, this is interesting. You mentioned in the lead, unprecedented numbers go to BillOReilly.com. Millions, millions of uh, what they call page hits, mm-hmm. people reading different pages of the website, millions. Yeah. Never happened before on this planet in a political um, news website ever. Joe like, Biden tried to do a podcast. He could not do it No, from his house with a staff, with a teleprompter. I don't have a teleprompter, okay? I mean, I just, I speak it to you because I know what the information is. But he could not do a podcast. Literally couldn't do it. They stopped it. Now, I'm saying to myself, it's not that hard. All right, my kids could do it. My kids could do it. But Biden can't do it. So there is a a truth, a fact, that it's going to be very hard for Mr. Biden in a debate forum or even campaigning to make his point that he is a stronger leader than Donald Trump if Trump gets the virus under control.
2: Bill, he can't even put a sentence together. He can't even tie his shoes. It really is embarrassing. It's sad. And I want to ask you this question, though, uh, back to the pandemic Uh, Aside from the Hillary tweet when the United States overtook the globe in the number of confirmed infections, and she tweeted, well, President Trump did say America first. Aside from that bit of ugliness, when we look back, I think the ugliest aspect of this horrific national nightmare is going to be the politicization of this uh, life-saving drug hydroxychloroquine. I can't can't believe uh, the the opposition to it because uh, uh, the president was touting it.
10: You know, I don't know, I I spent a lot of time last night reading, as I mentioned to you, about this virus and and how it attacks the lungs and overwhelms people who don't have strong immune systems and who have pre-existing conditions. One of the reasons Spain, Italy, and and Southern Europe um, got whacked as far as people dying quickly is because a lot of people smoke. Many more people smoke in Europe than here. China, too. Yeah, and their immune systems are very, very weak. However, I don't know about the drug. And when I don't know something, I don't speak on it. I mean, I'm just that kind of guy. If I don't know much about the sport of hurling, I don't discuss it with Sid on a sports show. I don't know anything about hurling. I'm not going to make it up. But in this case, you have a desire and I, I mean, this is true. Everybody listening to us knows it on the part of the Trump haters that they don't want a quick solution to this because Trump's worse than the virus to them. Right. Four more years of Trump's worse than the pandemic. Yeah. To these people now, when I say that to my liberal friends, they roll their eyes. Oh no, that's not possible. And I'm looking at them, and I go, "You just don't want to admit you can't handle the truth." It's, so <laughs> true, yeah. it's uh, true. It's,
3: it, absolutely it, it's true. true. Absolutely.
2: I'd rather see people dead and dying yeah. than this guy get real.
3: Like I tweeted this morning, if Barack Obama had tweeted two months ago how effective this drug is, they'd be celebrating it on the news every single what a, day. What a hero! He was. Oh, right, but that's well, not the case. If, if Barack
10: Obama had been president. And in a pandemic, and he was with the uh, with the flu, right?
2: Like, swine flu,
10: yeah. Uh, that wasn't the contagion that this is. the The fear here is it spreads so fast. Right. It just comes in, and and nobody you can't see it. It's airborne. It, it that's the fear. It's not about how severe it's going to be, and it is severe, particularly. And and I have to say, and I, this is obvious, but I'm going to say it. If you have older people in your life, please, please, you know, tend to them, call them every day, make sure they're not doing anything dopey, um, because those are the people in the kill zone, yeah. and uh, not always, but they're the ones most at risk. And all Americans have a responsibility to protect our elderly citizens. But you're, at, you know, we live in a country now where the rationalization of all behavior is through the roof. All right, it's not you take responsibility for what you think and do anymore. It's, well, Trump kills more people in a pandemic. That, that's the mentality. Right. So well, Trump, if we can get him out of there, we'll save lives. Uh, and then he'll list some crazy rationale for that thinking. But there's no doubt in my mind when I read um, what is being put out there and I listen and see on television news to these people, they hate him more than they want the pandemic to be solved. No question. No question about it.
3: No question. They'd like to see the stock market collapse. They want to see just worldwide devastation if it means uh, making Donald Trump look bad. The column is The Winds of Change. BillO'Reilly.com as we talked about earlier. Bill just talked about it as well. Millions and millions and millions of hits. And why is that? Because as I always say, he's the best and you folks obviously know that. But the amount of hits you do at BillO'Reilly.com. You know, you mentioned sports in my show on Sunday, Bill. You've been a frequent guest there. Not only do you know everything about politics and news, but you're a fervent sports guy, and you're terrific with that. Baseball, you're a diehard Met band like me. Baseball came out uh, with, this, uh, with this possibility of returning to action in one city, Phoenix, Arizona. Every single team playing doubleheaders every day, the seven-inning doubleheaders. No dugouts because that would be, uh, that's not social distancing. They would actually put the players in the stands because there's no fans, and they'd have to be at least five seats apart. When I heard all this, I'm like, you know what? I miss baseball. I don't want it this way. I'd rather not have baseball at all. What about you?
10: Uh, I'm agnostic about it in the sense that I understand the economics and they want to get the television uh, and get people uh, re-engaged and, you know, it's an industry like all of our American industries. You don't want people out of work. You want people to be uh, earning money for their families. Um, That's a good thing. As far as the sport is concerned, you could play the game although I don't know about holding anyone on first base. Right, so yeah. You, know, so you might, have, might have a lot of stolen bases when the guy is in the bullpen at first, you know. No, you just go right ahead. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they will do that. Um, if there is a medicine, which I am at this Holy Thursday, I'm praying for that. It was Passover last night. Um, I'm sure people... Uh, prayed during passover that look let's just get a medicine here and mitigate the horror of this you're not going to get a vaccine in time but you could get a medicine yeah. a treatment sure. and then that would allow everything not everything but many many things to get back to normal so i don't see baseball doing that i understand why they might want to do it i don't think i would oppose it based on economics um, but you know, it's, we all, this is Holy week. Let's, let's all pray Keep, that this thing that's subsides. Right. Yep.
2: Keep hope alive, Bill. Yes. Blood plasma, many other things uh, are promising. The winds of change is the name of the column. You read it at com podcast every night at seven o'clock brand new, and it's getting millions and millions of hits for a good reason. Bill O'Reilly, You're great. We thank
10: you very much. All right. Stay strong, you guys, and we'll talk soon.
3: You too. And that uh, stuff every morning at 720 here is great, too. Bill O'Reilly, the best. Absolutely the best. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Still to come, former Speaker of the House. He's been quarantined in Rome now for a couple of months. No joke, he's stuck in Italy going through this virus, and that is uh, the great Newt Gingrich, plus all your phone calls and more news. A lot more of Bernie and Sid on this Thursday when we get back.
0: (laughs) Of information, the freedom to talk about it. Bernie and Sid in the Morning, Talk Radio 77, WABC.
9: Tonight's the night. Oh, you like
3: this we'll song a lot? You know, Put played history. it two times in a row. I love sticks too, don't get me wrong, but. Honey, you. And you must and love this song. I Would you play this at your wedding or something, Bruce? <laughs> we had this guy live on the show, Bernie and I. We actually sang Come Sail Away on air. With that's him, right, with him. Are you guys impressed in the control room? Really. I, I was. You know, back then we to um, stuff like that all the time. We sang American Pie with Don McLean. We sang I just retweeted that. Though. I know. It, I saw it. It was that. like it came up yes. on my
2: Facebook anniversary yes. uh, thing.
3: We were like real entertainers. Now we, uh, and we're still the best in the business. This is the best show in New York City. But we're forced now we are, to talk about uh, to talk to doctors to talk to. <laughs> like, listen, <laughs> you know, that's how,
2: that's what we do. I know. Uh, you know, we're we're very very. Uh, We're versatile. We
3: are very versatile.
2: Versatile is what we are. Versatility on the left side.
3: (laughs) We talk to politicians. We talk to doctors. We talk to sports figures. And we talk, most importantly, to you folks out there who love us every single morning because you are our lifeline. And uh, we love hearing from you guys. I will say this. During this Difficult time. The participation from our callers, Bernie, whether it's Brooklyn, Staten Island, New Jersey, Nassau County, Suffolk County, it has been through the roof. These folks are great. They are great. Listen,
2: they're they're stuck at home. And they want to reach out, and they want to be part of the uh, WABC community, and I, they are.
3: They are. Private messages I get all the time. I mean, everything from a happy Passover last night, happy birthday, Ava, two days ago, my birthday coming up in 10 days. Don't forget, by the way. Don't forget. Do I ever? Well, one year, you actually, back in the old FAN days with Imus, and I believe it was 2003, you sent in a cop, scared the living daylights out of me, and then the cop took the, uh, his clothes off. Remember that? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was... Uh...
2: That was, a, that, was a, that was a good time. That was and hilarious. He, he was a very hot cop. I he was a good looking guy. No I question mean, if about I, it. If you were leaning that right, way, if I was leaning that it way, they could have uh, swayed right. you.
6: Right.
2: <laughs> he I would mean, have he, been the one. He had one hell of a nightstick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Here is, um, we'll take two quick calls. Doc is in New Jersey, line six. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, guys. Oh, I love yeah.
9: your show. We love you. Thank uh, you. A couple, couple of Netflix things. Hope you, you have not seen them. Hell on
12: Wheels. Is excellent story about the Intercontinental Railroad building.
3: Hell, hell on Wheels. Is that Netflix or Amazon Prime? You see, no, that is Netflix. Netflix. Now that's something that would m- appeal to me more Thank than you, it doc. would to Sid, Doc. Yeah, the the story of the right. Intercontinental
2: Railroad. Doesn't do it for me. It's got to be fast. Fascin- I'm sure that. it's fast. I need sex
3: and violence. Well, if,
2: if <laughs> Netflix put it, it's historical. You had the Chinese uh, on the, uh, coming from the West Coast. You had the Irish coming from the East Coast, essentially. And they met in the middle, and we uh, we built a railroad, no more stage coaches, no more horses no and that all happened uh, shortly after the civil war, like being me- an all- railroad in I mean, least, uh, listen uh, the the ingenuity that it took. To no, do brilliant, this, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, that, I would love to hell on wheel.
3: I'm going to look that up. Hell on wheels. Thank you, Doc. Listen, it's not my favorite, but I, I, I may have to watch it because I've watched everything else, and maybe I'll like it. Who knows? Uh, We're we'll to take all your phone calls, Doug and Lisa, Jim, Scott, Mark, every one of you, but we are uh, up at the break. we got Deb doing the news, fourth yeah. and final hour, including live from Rome, Italy, former Speaker of the House. Always a great conversation. Newt Gingrich. So the good news is, another hour of Bernie Sid about to come your way.
0: Born and bred New York. If I can't make it there. Bernie and Sid in the morning, 77 WABC.
10: Back here
2: on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere in the 77 WABC app. I'm waiting for uh, Vanilla Ice to come out.
3: Yeah, this is the real pressure <laughs> song. Of David Bowie
2: and... Um... I know, he stole the whole thing. Who stole it? He culturally appropriated not only his, uh, well, his old demeanor,
3: but uh, the music as well. Vanilla? Yeah, met him once. Was a complete jerk. Met him in a bar called Packy's. In Boca Raton, he was doing a television show on some really like um, uh, no one ever watched it. Some cable channel. He like built houses and stuff. It yeah, was like know. a Bob Bill yeah, oh, you, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, I, I saw the show.
2: I've seen the show. Is he uh, is he any good at that stuff? Is he actually good at? Uh, I guess he. I mean, you know, you, know, you don't, I mean, you don't be a rocket scientist. You just need experience. I guess, yeah. yeah. And he's not, I guess he's not the dumbest guy in the world, but uh, he's up there. He's up there. He's close. <laughs> By the way, so today. Today is uh going to be a bad day regarding uh this uh whole coronavirus in deaths but uh overall the news is good the projections have been drastically revised downward on deaths uh, hospital beds everything is going down and so uh, you know take some solace in that folks take some solace on this holy thursday uh that this the worst is here and it's going to get better from here on in. I, think so. I mean, it, it, it really looks that way based on Governor Cuomo, based on the White House task force, President Trump, Vice President Pence, everybody. And uh, Tommy is in Staten Island. He's got a very interesting question. Good morning, Tommy.
7: Yeah, boys. Bernie, you'll probably get this. But who's the, who's the queen of Corona?
2: <laughs> that is uh, Paul Simon.
7: Yeah, but who, who was, what was the girl's name?
2: I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't know there was a queen of Corona. I, I thought it was a guy. Actually,
7: it, it, no, no. In, in the in the song, "Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard," yeah, it so, had Rosie was the queen of Corona.
2: Oh, oh, uh, Rosie, that's okay. Very good. Yes, that's I'm, right.
7: I'm surprised nobody played it, but I want to thank you guys because you know what? You're making this a lot more bearable than it,
5: than it.
3: You know, just it. having that conversation with somebody that um, wanted. Uh, wow, well, people are out there. They've lost this. They've lost that. I get it. But our job is not to come on the air every day and play into the gloom and doom and paranoia and panic. And I understand there are people out there that are struggling, that are nervous, that are anxious. But you, you, you got to find a way to get through it. If it means walking outside and staring at the sunshine or taking a walk or uh, talking to your whatever it is, it, you know, just sitting at home. And 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 uh, ratcheting up the anxiety and getting more and more depressed and more and more no, angry doesn't it, do anything. It'll pass. It's just, a wasted
2: emotion. Just look, for, think forward. It, it'll, it'll 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 pass. Come on, and it could be oh, a hell of a lot worse. It's not cancer. I mean, if you're not sick.
3: No, right. And some of these folks, it will be very bad. They will lose their businesses. I told you I spoke to this guy the hardware store, 90 years, three generations. It is awful. That I feel terrible for that person, and they're going to lose their livelihood. And I don't really have anything to say to that guy that's going to make him feel any better this morning other than, other than people have been in worse situations, and they figured out a way to get out of it. And if there's one place you can do that,
2: it's here. It's America, baby. Laura Lynn is in Rochester, New York, way up in Rochester. Good morning, Laura. Laura, Laura Lynn. You see the uh, Laura Lynn there? I do see that. There you go. Line four. That's it.
8: Thank you so much for picking up my line. I am so excited because, first of all, I love you guys. I listened to you for very many years. Thank you. And I I just, yeah, I just want to say, first of all, did you know my brother-in-law? Felix Albano from Del Frisco's. Oh
3: my god, I love him! You know, I, I was so nervous. He he got that he had that hor- horrible fall last summer, nearly died, and he was I okay. Know. And then and then all of a sudden, he was gone. He was well, gone. He's
8: Working. He's the manager at Del Frisco's in Boston.
3: Oh, so, he went to Boston because I you know he went to Boston to train last year. Now he's there full right. time.
8: Yeah. So please my send him my love. There. Yeah. Please well, send will, him my love. I will tell him. I will tell him. But my thing is, is. My son lives in New York City, and he works for Fox News, and obviously now he's working from home. But I am very fortunate because I worked for a farm for 15 years, and right now, like, I'm planting lettuce in the greenhouse. So when I'm planting, I'm, like, always listening to you guys. But when I'm here, it's, like, the most happiest time of my whole day. And then when I go home, then I everything kicks in, and it makes you just really sad. But I just have to say that I'm I'm very fortunate. I have a You know, my job is hopefully we're going to open May 1st, and I'm just really lucky.
2: Well, good for you. Yeah, that's the attitude. Uh, You you are lucky to have a job, to be working, and uh, not sick. And uh, I guess the same could be said for us, Sydney.
3: Yeah, no, we are very
2: lucky. We're very fortunate people. And uh, everybody, a lot of it, we're all fortunate. We're born in the United States, and uh, just by that, you hit the lottery, A. You're in the best place. You are in the best place. Best health care system uh, possible. And it's been worse many other places, many other much countries. Worse, horrible, worse. horrible. Yeah, yeah. Per capita, the numbers are way higher in uh, uh, Spain, France, Italy, for example. The, unfortunately, we it could have been a lot worse. And again, the numbers all have been revised downward yeah. drastically. 60,000 people are supposed to die now. Not 2 million. In, in 2018, we had 61,000 flu deaths. For example,
3: uh, my son, Gabriel, checks in. He goes, uh, Dad, I'm listening to you guys right now because I have a break from school. I love you with a heart. Oh, Gabriel. On, yeah, how about that? So, Gabe, listening Very right sweet. now. And a big fan of the show. He's 11 years old. He loves the show. We uh, will take a short break. When we get back, he is in Rome, Italy. I see you, Gaby. (laughs) (laughs) Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. I'm Bernie and Sid coming up next.
0: New York proud. New York loud. (laughs) Bernie and Sid in the morning. 77 WABC. Ah uh, yes, back to Napoli. He
7: the former Speaker of the
3: House, author again, Shakedown's his latest work. Very interesting story. He was on a couple of weeks ago talking about Shakedown. He'll do it again today. He'd become a good friend of the Bernie and Sid show, and he's in Rome, Italy, where he's uh, self quarantining again. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich is going to be set to join us here momentarily. Not here just yet, but um, going to be here soon.
2: Yeah, you know how it is. Uh, He's on Italian time. Is that what it is? They like to take it easy over there. Is that right? In Rome. (laughs) Well, look, it's, uh, what is it? They're
3: about eight hours ahead of us, right? I think it's six.
2: Is it eight? Is it six? No. No. So six is England.
3: Okay, so maybe it's eight. I don't remember. I was in Italy a long time ago. So it's dinner.
2: Dinner's a big deal in Italy. It is, huh? You know? Maybe he's not finished with his meal, <laughs> and he's not going to just, like, throw down the cloth and get up, and i got to do Bernie. He's going to take his time. Okay,
3: because I'm a little nervous now because we were supposed to speak to Bernie Kerrick at 740, and no one's found him since. Well, we hope Bernie's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bernie is uh, he's a busy guy. He's a very, sure, very busy guy. Well, talking about uh, being in Rome and Italy, of course, um, the Vatican there as well, here's Brian in the Bronx, and he's got a joke for us, Bernard. We always want to laugh. Good morning, Brian. How what are up, you? B? Hey,
7: I was feeling bad for the guy from Astoria, Queens, who said he can't go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel to celebrate uh, you know, uh, Good Friday, and Holy Thursday, and Easter. But I got an, uh, I got an answer for all his problem? All he's got to do is uh, join the Hasidim in Brooklyn, and he can do whatever he wants. See what he did there?
3: Very good, Brian. Thank you very much.
2: You know, uh, <laughs> Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Astoria, Queens, is right up the block from where we used to work. It's on 36th Street. We were on 34th, right? We were 36. 36. Okay. Calvin
3: Astoria studios. We were
2: 36th and 34th Avenue. Oh,
3: that's what it was. And
2: it is between 34th Avenue and Steinway, uh, excuse me, Broadway. Ah. Uh, And and that's, uh, I I attended mass there a couple of times. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were close by work and you would go there. Right. And I remember uh, at one point uh, an officer was, uh, sadly, he was shot and killed in the Bronx. And he, he had gone to that grammar school there. It's a It's also a uh, you know a school grammar school mm-hmm. with the church, and I remember how sad I was because I was walking by you know he was a young cop, he was very young, and I was walking past the uh, I was walking past the church and the school and that's where they had his funeral, and that's where mm-hmm. the poor guy went to grammar school uh-huh. and there he was uh, and this is this is back you know in the early 2000s
3: yeah that's and, when I started with you 2001 and, and
2: that's how short his life was uh-huh. that uh you know, uh, he, 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 I'm walking by there, and I'm looking at his grammar school and the place where they had his funeral.
3: Ah, terrible. See, I didn't know that area at all. Like, I knew when I got up the 59th Street Bridge exactly where to go to, to get WFN. If I ever got lost around there, I was dead. No, the, the neighborhood is fantastic. It I, is? I
2: got to know it. Oh, it's great. It, it is a, a true story, a true melting pot. And I mean, it's a happening place. Yeah. A lot, of people, a lot of young people live there now. You, you have the Manhattan skyline is uh, within view. It, it hovers over yeah. Astoria. And I love, I love Astoria. Steinway Street, Broadway, and the whole
3: surrounding area. You had that uh, coffee place across the street where they served breakfast and lunch, and we were there yeah. all the time, me and Beningo, all the time. And then
2: up the block, they had, uh, they had a, a hookah place. Yes. A, a
3: hookah Jane. One of the very uh, first hookah lounges when it first started to become popular. They were loaded with those in Astoria for some reason. Yeah, well, for some reason,
2: because they have a, a, you know, a fairly large Arab population, among many others. I mean, it used to be Greeks. It, initially, there was a lot of Greeks in Astoria, and now it's just a
3: potpourri of e- ethnicities from everywhere. I used to see uh, these uh, long driveways on the way to FAN. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm going early to Duimis, and they'd have like, these big like, white lights on, and I'd see a 55-gallon drum, and I'd be like, oh, my God, they're making explosives. I couldn't help but think that. It was right after 9-11. That's where we were after 9-11. We were still in Astoria, Queens. Didn't move to Hudson Street in Lower Manhattan until years later. So I would see these long driveways, 55-gallon drums, and bright lights at 4 o'clock in the morning. And that's the first thing I would think of. Well, I guess uh, after 9-11, you were entitled
2: to be a little paranoid.
3: Let's go to Rome. Once again, he's the author of Shakedown and was a tremendous Speaker of the House here uh, in the United States, he's become a good friend of the show with our friend Newt Gingrich. Newt, good morning, pal. How are you? Well,
5: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
3: We're, we're great. Good nice to have good, you. Thank you. Uh, I, we know your, your wife is the ambassador to the Vatican. I was I was watching uh, the Pope last Sunday on Palm Sunday. This being Holy Week today, Holy Thursday, tomorrow Good Friday, Sunday Easter Sunday, speaking to an empty St. Peter's Square, and um, with the three holidays coming up, starting today this weekend, it's going to be a Kind of a weird vibe there at the Vatican. No? In uh, in Italy?
5: It's, 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 you know, it's remarkable. You have, you have 900 churches in Rome. And, of course, because of the virus, none of them have uh, mass in the church. They're all virtual. Uh, watching the Pope uh, last Sunday on Palm Sunday uh, in, in St. Peter's by himself. Um, it was just amazing. And then we went to, later in the day, Rome time, we went and watched the basilica in washington where Calista spent 20 years singing and again they were doing it uh you know to a huge empty basilica so uh tonight uh, we will uh will be uh watching the pope again uh on holy thursday and and uh, it'll be a virtual they will screen it um from the vatican uh, because even though we're we're only about three quarters of a mile away from the Vatican where we live, but you, you just can't go. I mean, uh, Italy is totally shut down. Still uh, beginning to work in the sense that the the virus is losing momentum, but um, it's it's really a sobering experience.
2: It certainly is. Uh, Newt Gingrich from Rome, Italy. Newt, we're going to talk about your book, Shakedown. Newt is a fantastic author, fiction, a historical fiction, all kinds of books. Uh, the book is Shakedown. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I've been reading your Twitter page, and you've been talking about, A, the presidential leadership, B, getting the economy up and running. You have some thoughts on the, both of those things. Give us some of them.
5: Well, I, look, I think, first of all, he's, Trump has been almost the right guy at the right place because You needed an entrepreneur. Uh, He's taken some some problems uh, with the Food and Drug Administration, for example, which used to take six months or a year. He's got some of them done in three or four hours uh, because he just keeps cutting through the red tape and pushing and shoving. Uh, They got uh, Everybody was amazed that the Chinese could build a a hospital in Wuhan in about seven days. Uh, Well, the Army Corps of Engineers built one in New York in four days. Uh, And again, it's the president cutting through all the red tape, making it happen. Uh, they now have huge orders out for ventilators. they have orders out for uh, testing material they have orders out for masks I mean uh, by sometime midsummer uh, we 're going to have so much material we 're going to be able to help large parts of the world uh, survive the virus and and uh, that 's just it 's the American production machine going to work and what 's ironic for all of our socialist friends uh, look at look at who 's doing the work I mean you know Abbott Labs comes in with a 5 minute test that's a private sector company working with the government but nonetheless you know free enterprise at its best yep. uh 3M has now agreed to produce an amazing number of masks and every time you turn the guy who invented my pillow uh has now converted his factory uh and is producing uh, masks and gowns and so you you see the the power of the free enterprise system when working with the government Uh, and you compare that to what a socialist economy would be like, uh, there'd be no way you could get this kind of of surge of productivity uh, in a socialist society. So I think Trump, in that sense, has been a good, remarkable man at the right place at the right time. The next big challenge will be to start shifting towards how do we reopen the economy, how do we get people back to work, and that's going to be a bear. I mean, nobody should underestimate my, my newsletter tomorrow is going to be about great mobilizations, the Civil War, World War II, uh, World War I. When you go to these kind of huge mobilizations, it's always messy, it's always sloppy, and there's no, it's, it, you just have to work your way through it.
3: No, no question. But uh, even through this now, as we talk about what needs to be done, partisan politics is uh, at its best, right? I mean, the left is still hammering Trump every day. Or worst, Whether he feels uh, how he feels about medicines, about the economy, all these things. I wonder, Newt, and we just talked to Bill O'Reilly last hour. Is there something the president can do over the next month or two where he will receive, I don't know, bipartisan applause? Where even some of the folks on the left would say, hey. Got to give it to him. Guy did a good job.
5: Well, you see a little bit of this. I mean, the other day you actually had Governor Cuomo saying that Trump had done a heck of a lot more for New York than Senator Schindler. Uh You've, you've had uh, Governor Newsom in California say positive things about Trump. You had an African-American state representative uh, in Detroit uh, say publicly that she credited President Trump with saving her life because his willingness to talk about the anti-malarial drug uh, led her doctor to give it to her, and literally she thinks Trump saved her life. So there are places you see little bitty breakthroughs. Uh, you're not going to get it from Schumer. You're not going to get it from Pelosi. Uh, but I, I think, uh, and again, it's this sort of thing where you have to... The president has to focus on being president, on doing the right thing, on being commander-in-chief, And then I think the country will respond accordingly. I I don't think this is a time for politics. I think it's a time for patriotism and for focus on getting the job done. And I think people will sort out uh, who care more about politics in America and who care more about America than politics.
2: I think you're right, uh, Newt Gingrich, on the Bernie and Sid show. Yes, certainly there's a sliver. Uh, You mentioned uh, Governor Newsom, Cuomo, and this lady in Michigan, by the way, None of the fake news people, and they are horrible, they're even worse than the politicians. None of them put that lady, that Democratic, uh, African American female, uh, Democrat from Michigan on the networks to talk about, uh, what she saw when Trump was talking about that drug that saved her life. None of them put her on. Now we're going to segue, Newt Ging- right. Gingrich, to, uh, your book, Shakedown. Shakedown is, uh, that is historical fiction, is it not? Yeah, it's, it's, a uh, well,
5: it's basically imagining that the Russians and the Iranians come together, uh, the Iranians bring a nuclear weapon, the Russians bring a submarine, and they're going to try to set off this nuclear weapon underwater off of Baltimore and Washington to see if they can create a tidal wave. Uh, and that's the core of the idea. Uh, and then we have um, two American heroes, Valerie Mayberry, who's an FBI agent, and Brett Garrett, who is a, a Navy SEAL, and their job is to try to stop them. and uh, I think if you're if you're tired of worrying about um, the virus and you're tired of you know, you know, politics as usual, I think you would find uh, that uh, Shakedown would be a pretty cool book and mm-hmm. that you would actually enjoy it. And it gives you something different to think about than the kind of stuff we've been going through.
3: Yeah, which is nice. I know there's a character just like Soleimani, one of the uh, good things, great things that Donald Trump did, having him assassinated right. in the book. I know that. <laughs> hey, so, well, yeah. Great thing. So, new, tell us this. We
5: wrote the book. We wrote the book by the way before Soleimani was
3: killed. Well I know, that's pretty well, cool. I know. That's very very pressing. Very pressing. Yes, nude. So do you have any, any designs on uh, getting back to America? Or are you just okay where you are right now? I know you can't well, right sure, now. I, mean, I was gonna say, we
5: don't have designs, but Clista and I both would love to be able to come home for a little while, but you know, she she's here uh being the ambassador to the Vatican. She loves it, uh, she, she thinks it's just a tremendous honor to be able to serve the, the country, and uh, she's doing everything she can to to help represent America effectively. So in that sense, I think you know we're we're both here. But I must say that if you had told us a while back that when we came back from from the trip that we had back home that we were going to be here as long as we've been here, I think we would not probably have believed you.
3: You would have packed uh, some more it's clothes, a, right?
8: <laughs>
5: it much more of an endurance. Yeah. So, but but it's. You know, it, I, I, nonetheless, we're, we're very fortunate. Uh, Rome is a, an amazing city, and, and the people have been very nice, and uh, And we're in this thing together. I mean, uh, worldwide, uh, largely thanks uh, to the uh, total irresponsibility and dishonesty of the Chinese, uh, we are all of us uh, in this kind of uh, situation, and we're going to have to work our way through it.
2: No doubt. Now, the book is Shakedown. You get it at Amazon.com, of course, and Newt's newsletter comes out tomorrow. How can we get that, Newt, Newt Gingrich?
5: Just go to, go to Gingrich360 and sign up. Uh, we do three free newsletters a week. Plus, we do a podcast every Sunday that's free. And uh, we love having people share ideas with us, and, and uh, hopefully folks will find them
3: uh, very useful. All right. Very good. down a great book. The newsletter, very informative as well. You uh, you stay safe there in Rome, uh, Newton. Stay in touch with us. We love talking to you. So do you and your wife, stay safe. We'll talk again great. soon. Thank you. Alright, thanks You got it, Newt Gingrich oh, Alright, thanks, Click. Uh, <laughs> come back and wrap things up Bernie and Sid, right after this
0: The power of information The freedom to talk about it Bernie and Sid in the morning Talk Radio 77, WABC Well, I'm on my way I don't know where I'm going I'm
6: on my way This is it I'm taking my time, but I don't know where Goodbye to Rosie The, the, Queen, the
1: Queen of, of Corona, Corona. See me and Julio down by the
2: schoolyard. What's that supposed to imply? Is, is he and Julio doing something, um, you know, I don't know, unspeakable down there at that schoolyard? What is the implication there? I don't know. I never knew. It sounds shady. It does sound shady, but I don't know if I go that far. Are they, uh, you, you know, I was like,
6: I don't, I don't know.
2: know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, the, the numbers came out. Uh, the jobs? 6.6 million people. Again? Filed for unemployment, so it's seventeen million now. It's seventeen million. Yeah, ay ay. Yeah, it's only going to get worse. No, I, mean, I know. The last time the uh, well, the numbers came out last week. They come out every month, and it was only four point seven percent unemployment. But that, I believe, only covered the first up to the first two weeks of March. Got to be closer
3: to seven percent now.
2: Well, I, I, I would imagine when we get the next numbers on May first,
3: yeah,
2: or the beginning of May, whatever. Uh, it's a Friday, the first Friday in May. It's going to be closer to 10%. Oh, yeah, if yeah. you ask me. Yeah. If you ask me. I didn't ask you so. It's the depressing. Well, how about Jim in New Jersey? All right. Jimbo, good morning
11: to you. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, now. Yeah, you know. Hey, uh, do you see Lisa Lamp? Did you see the story about Lisa Lamp and Ellie's ex-husband? No. What happened? Yeah, he was in New York Post, you know, which she always talked about him in Iraq. Jimmy Big Ball. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Big Ball. He was treated with hoxy, how do you say it hydroxychloroquine? Yeah. No. That didn't work, but you know what did work? No. Chloroquine worked.
7: Chloro Oh,
2: by itself. Yes. Well, right. you got so both, I, right.
7: Yeah, I, I never heard anybody talk about chloroquine.
2: Oh, and in fact, that's what we first talked about, Right. Chloroquine, and then we moved on to uh, hydroxy. Right. Uh, Jim, thank you for now, that. I'm, I'm going to
3: text Lisa right now and uh, maybe we'll get her on and she could talk about the success. Why not? You know,
2: also uh, I just saw uh, Texas Rangers former MVP Josh Hamilton, yeah. arrested for beating his daughter.
3: Ah, uh, He's a bad guy. Jeez. He had a so, b- bad issue with heroin. Uh, heroin, of course, and he went from Texas to California, relapsed a couple of times. And um, could have been one of the all-time, really one of the greatest players in the history of the game, but has been railroaded so many times. And this is a very ugly story. So very when ugly. we
2: talk about uh, in this time of uh, national lockdown, no. incidents of domestic abuse, they way up, spiking. Yeah, they are way up, and that may be one case of it no. to, for for whatever reason. But a very sad story.
3: Yes, of course. it is. Uh, but we hate to end on a sad note. It's been such a tremendous show, but we will do that. I <laughs> want to thank our three guests today. Obviously, excellent job today by Nick, Big Nick. Taking the phone calls today. Yes, Thank great you. job. Thank you. And Bruce, And Bruce Clayton always does a terrific really? job. Jill Vitali and Matt Meaney at the home. The best, the uh, best. Yes. And uh, Chad and Dave here, of course. Uh, we are done for today. Oh, but, yes. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, Brian We're Kilmeade done. is We're coming done. up next. You want to say one more thing no, on the no, way out? No, up? no, no, no. All right. right. Kilmeade is coming up next. We're back again tomorrow morning, God willing, at 6 a.m. Everybody stay safe. Wash your hands. Do the right thing. Enjoy your Thursday till Friday at 6 a.m., everybody. From all of us to all of you, peace!